I, I was talking to him, I'm like, I, that's not us. We're the anti-radio radio show. Anybody. She was too twangy, yes. I, I thought for sure I was going to call my cousin up for a good time after she sang. And Dawn. If you're that vegan that wants to get rid of all the cows, that's who we don't like. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. We got a few emails to get us started here. R.I.D. at radradio.com. I just got a uh, text from my wife with the facepalm emoji. Said, uh, happy Valentine's Day, babe. I totally forgot. I'm like, <laughs> you're not waking up to any cards or roses right. either. Yeah, it's yeah, a dopey yeah. day. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. We got here. Let me get you updated on a few different things we've been talking about recently. It's time to reach back to things we already talked about, re-explain them, then make comments and points that have already been made. Mm-hmm. In other words, Rob didn't want to do show prep. <laughs> what has happened to this show? Uh, we got this email from Ron. What? Hi, Ron. Hi, Ron. Yeah. I was just expecting Dawn to do her thing there, and, and it's not her fault at all. Uh, because I was going to wait for hey. her to do her hi, Ron thing and then go right to Brandon. So I hated it. my drink of coffee. Did you, uh, uh, did you do your, your personal homework yet and watch uh, John Stewart? Oh, I did not have time. I, I Between work and puppy life. Oh, oh my God. I, I had a vision Kid of you uh, last Kid night life, yeah. uh, uh, in your underwear or on your sofa, finally watching it at the end of the day. No, but, but then no. I wake up. Or No, actually, I was already awake. I was here, and I get a text from you much later than when you're even usually here that, that your puppy is, is in the, the teething phase now. Oh, yes. Man. She's chewing parts of the house, like oh, cabinets, no. the stairwell. Oh, no. It's, oh, it's, she's a little terror. It's like I as soon it. as she wakes up, it's tornado mode. I'm, I'm convinced that they wrote the song Baby Shark about her. I love it. Oh, my God. So I'll catch up today. Uh, oh, that equals great personality. Uh, yes. Wrong. <laughs> Ron says, I have watched 17 minutes so far of Monday Night's Daily Show. Jon Stewart is so brilliant and needs to host any show, anywhere, and I would watch. He was cracking me up. I haven't watched since Trevor Noah took over because he sucked. Yep. Thanks for the recommendation and for the good laugh. Yeah, Jon Stewart was uh, he was wild, wildly praised except by, of course, one group. Whacked out liberals. Really? really? What? Because they they have been watching The Daily Show. With Trevor Noah, and it ha- it has taken a very far left turn since John Stewart left. Um, the Daily Show has become just nothing but it- it's become the Colbert Show. Yeah. Trump sucks, and that's a joke. Uh, Republicans suck. Ha ha ha! Laugh. That kind of thing. Uh, Democrats can do no wrong. Well, John Stewart has the audacity to equally rip Trump and Biden, Republicans and Democrats, spot on with everything. Love that. And so uh, that blew up social media for the for the libturds oh, no. who couldn't believe. <laughs> and, and they're doing the same thing to Stewart uh, that they're doing to Bill Maher. You traitors! You, how dare you have the audacity to point out we do anything wrong? But yes, John Stewart was fantastic on Monday night. He'll host the Daily Show every Monday uh, through the uh, election cycle. Sadly, I have too many of uh, Trevor Noah. On, because I will record The Office on the Comedy Channel, even though I know you can get it streaming, whatever. I like it on the Diver. Just like it there. And we have like literally every season episode, but some of them were recorded when he was still doing it. And so, you know, a show will end and he'll start. I it, honestly, Trump terrible. That's all you have to say. And the crowd goes wild and laughs or whatever. Like uh, just anything, not even funny. Right. And, and that's just the nothing, but everyone's laughing and I'm sitting there going, what, what am I missing? There's plenty that's funny about how terrible Trump was and is. <laughs> they just didn't even try. No. Uh, here's a here's another update. Um, this one is from. Oh yes, yes. Uh, well, I guess I guess the uh, 
for some of you, the, the crap really hit the fan last week. Uh, 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 this is from Oriana. Hey, Oriana. Says, I've been listening to this show since elementary school. I just turned 29 this past December. Jeez. <laughs> and in my first grade mind, I used to think that Dawn's husband worked at zoos. What the hell? I just learned from recent-ish listening that this is a lie. <laughs> I am bamboozled. Dawn used to always trash talk the Sacramento Zoo anytime a city was mentioned. She would nonchalantly comment something like, uh, they have a great zoo, or Gary worked on their zoo. She would sometimes mention that Gary was out of town at a random location because he had to go to work at a zoo there. No one on the show even questioned her comments, so I never did. At one point, I even wanted to write into the show and ask how one even gets into that line of work. Back in the day, I thought to myself, aw. He works at zoos. They have a farm. They have goats. They slaughter their own pigs. <laughs> this all makes sense. It's and now, zoo life. and now, <laughs> nothing makes sense. Is Gary in the CIA or what? Does Dawn even like turquoise? Oh, I love turquoise. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You want to see my jewelry box? What should be believed? <laughs> I love you guys, despite the deception. So either I was really bad at sarcasm or too good at sarcasm. <laughs> Because it was always made to be a funny. I mean, he met me at the zoo in the monkey cage. Right. Yeah. He, he I used mean, to hello. clean the monkey yeah. cage where Dawn slept at night. I, I think if you missed that part, sure. I guess you could. But she the didn't. Sarcasm. She, her problem is she was in elementary school when it all started. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then okay. she just she just continued to do what children do, trust adults, which is a bad, bad thing. That's how you get into trouble. So how's his new line of work with the aquariums going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, w w when we couldn't say what he did, we thought it'd be funny to do the zoo thing. And uh, yeah, it would. And trust me, it's always made me feel bad when people really, really thought it. And I would meet them in public and go, oh, my God. I would love to work at a zoo. <laughs> Can I talk to your husband about it? There is, there is. That's, that's funny. She was going to write it. I mean, there is a whole oh. industry around it, zoology and all of that. Yeah. Um, and oh. I love, I love the email we got a couple years ago from the. I, they, I think it was a family that had gone to a zoo and they didn't like the conditions and they wanted Gary to help them report the zoo to the yeah. international zoo organization or something. <laughs> Oh, he, by the way, he still works at the zoo. Nothing's oh, changed. Hello. He, remember, he did fix all the zoos in Texas for five years, people. Uh, this uh, email is uh, another follow-up. This one is from Amy. Hey, Amy. Uh, Amy wrote in uh, and uh, wanted a birthday shout-out for her uh, grandmother who was turning 100 years old. Remember oh, that? that's right. Oh. I love that. So we get the final report here. My grandma made it to 100, thoroughly enjoyed her oh, birthday oh. celebration. Surrounded by family and loved ones, it meant the world to her to have her 89-year-old niece... Oh, stop it. Travel oh all the way from Pennsylvania, oh. as well as her nieces from San Jose, aged 70 and 80, who joined in the festivities. <laughs> I wow. love that. Additionally, the presence of family members from Virginia and South Carolina added even more joy to her celebration. Oh, this is great. The fact oh. that her doctor took the time to call and wish her a happy 100th birthday speaks volumes. Oh about the impact she has had on those around her. How old her doctor? 93, shaken. Just won't hurt a bit. Oh my God. Despite her age, she remains remarkably healthy with her only challenge being her worsening glaucoma, which makes it difficult for her to see clearly. Oh, damn it. Your birthday shout out brought a smile to her face and she loved hearing it. She used her favorite expression. Oh, gads. <laughs> what? What kind of old person expression is that? Which uh, she uh, oh, apparently man. uses when something is amusing or crazy. That is such an gads. old word. G-A-D-S. Yeah. Oh, gads. Yes. G-gads. I have not heard that since the old, old people in, well, that, in our family, but they're since dead. God rest their souls. Or Looney Tunes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Brandon, what's yes. going on in Reno? I'm trying to figure that out. I'm oh. uh, 
currently so, so, texting yeah. the engineer there. We, we don't, you know, we, we're in our own studio. We don't know what's going on on our various radio stations. And on Rock 104.5, we got an email from uh, Kevin. Oh, there's more. Uh, that says, uh, I don't need them. Thank you. Okay. Uh, that 104.5 <laughs> is playing a loop of this is the Detroit Tigers radio network for the last three minutes. Good. That sounds excellent. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I read that for everybody else's amusement because nobody... On 104.5 can hear us. It's only people in Reno that might be listening (laughs) on the app or something. Um, Amy wraps up by saying, I want to express my sincere appreciation to you and your team for making my grandmother's 100th birthday even more special. Your kindness and generosity are truly appreciated. Well, that's very nice, Amy. Did she drink some whiskey? Very much. Uh, TJ just wrote in and said, do, you, uh, do any of you guys watch Last Week Tonight with John Oliver? Do you never listen to this show? Brandon and I talk about it all the time. You yeah, it's great. Blank. Oh, well, okay, my God. You don't talk about it all the time. I mean, if you it's are... a bit of an exaggeration. If you're a regular listener, you have heard Brandon and I talk about... Well, maybe he's not. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Maybe well, he's not a regular Then he shouldn't listener. be emailing us. <laughs> exactly. How do you even know what the email is? Budinsky. Yeah. Oh, man. Who won? Did, Kyle, didn't you win our last quiz? Yeah. 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 Oh. It's my birthday. He killed it. He destroyed us. Yeah. Was, was it the? Was it a holiday quiz? Yeah, it was a holiday quiz. Okay. It was when Ian was here doing ah, the yes. show with the yeah. producers. That's, oh, yeah, it's our last, last show. show. That's yeah. right. That's right. There's, I think I won by 20 points. Oh, yeah. There's literally never been a beating like that um, in the okay. history of the rap oh, show. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. No, it was amazing. So, uh, Kyle, you get to uh, pick a number what? first between what? 1 and 20. Why? 17. 17 is going to be the closest without uh, going over. Brandon. Nine. And Dawn. I'll take Taylor's number 13. 13. All right. The number, as I show it to everyone, was 10. So Brandon? So Brandon had nine. He will uh, he will pick first. We have a little picker thing. And then it'll be uh, Dawn who picked 13 and then Kyle. Uh, we're going to do a Valentine's Day quiz. All right. Oh, Valentine's Day. What do we get to pick? It's what? broken into three different categories. Now... Little strategy maybe here before uh, I, I lay it out for everyone. The three categories are designed to cater to each member of the show. Like food? Shut up and I will explain. Hey, okay. sorry. It's okay, Don Junior. Oh, Don Junior. <laughs> Not catering in the literal sense of I'm bringing in food, but cater to things that a person might be into or might know more about than say the other two contestants. Ooh, so I so, don't know anything about anything. You could either pick. The category you think you'll be strongest in. Mm-hmm. Or you could pick the category that you're afraid someone else on the show would be super strong in and steal it from them. For example, Brandon, you'll be picking first. Okay. And your three categories are music. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm out. Food. Or, I'm sorry, candy. Specifically candy. Candy, oh, like Valentine's candy? Day candy. Okay, right? yeah, the yeah, music. Yeah. And the music, obviously, catered towards Valentine's oh, Day. Geez, mm-hmm. man. Candy. What? And rom-coms. Oh damn! Ooh! Oh I'm, damn! But I'm, I forget everything all the time. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm confident. I'm take I hate all these categories. I'm gonna go with rom coms for you. Yes. Oh, son of a. Brandon man. steals rom coms. All right. Um, Dawn, you can candy. Have candy. I'm taking music. All right. So Kyle will get uh, music. All right. Unless it's all country. All right. Wouldn't that be <laughs> funny? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a, an interesting twist if it is all country <laughs> music? Oh no! Oh, you want to switch, Don? Is it too late? It is too late. No! You made your picks. Oh. I didn't even get to pick. I got stuck with something. Well, because you, you were last. You chose the worst number. But <sighs> you killed us last time, buddy. 
Uh, all right, this is uh, we got this follow up email from uh, Nick. What was yesterday's the question of the day, uh, Brando on Rad TV? Which we do it during a commercial break, uh, uh, and then people email in their answers. We save them for the end of the show. It was like something about smells. Uh, the <laughs> weird. Yeah, what, what smells bad, but you uh, just can't help but keep to smelling it. Okay. Uh, Nick wrote in and said, when my wife goes out of town, I like to go multiple days without showering. It smells magical. Uh, what does your body? <laughs> yeah. Well, we had the cracks and crevices. Had the guy what? who wrote in and said he loves the smell of your own body after a full day of travel down in the nether regions. Oh, you get down there right between the uh, the, the, the boys oh, and the hole no, and you go, no. mm-hmm. the grundle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah. make sure your body's putting out the right juices. Ugh. Now, and on that note, uh, uh, Kyle mentioned uh, uh, smelly earwax. Which I was like, I've never smelled earwax. Mm-mm, it's got a funky. It's almost like band aids, really? if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, band aids have a smell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the most common thing I can connect it to. So I did promise that I would double check. So I did. Uh, and uh, if your earwax smells, it may. So it's not for sure. It may be caused by a medical condition or other complication. Oh, de- what medical condition? Ear infections, oh. which can be bacterial oh, or viral, and an ear infection can cause drainage, so you might get a bad smell. But I was thinking that maybe it was something that's indicator of cancer. Well, if you let me go through the whole list, Kyle. Cancer in your brain. Well, <laughs> I will. No, I will no, no, go no. through all of these. Oh no! Don't you do that. I started this twenty-something uh, 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 years ago. Okay. Oh. So he's junior. Mm-hmm. What? I am the queen of this. Uh, you interrupt way more. Sorry. It's not even about interrupting. <sighs> it was about saying things that he hasn't read yet. Either way. Right. Either way, God. it's goddamn annoying. Right. But either way, I started him, and I'm not stopping him. <laughs> Smelling earwax can also be one of the first symptoms of cholestioma, which are skin growths that are usually cysts, but those are non-cancerous. Oh, good. It could also indicate ear cancer, which is very rare, rare, but you can... Ear cancer? Oh, God. Uh, And all of this is usually tied up to the earwax building up. And once again, they give us their stupid, it's important to not stick objects in your ear in an attempt to get rid of the wax, including cotton swabs and paper clips. Shut up. Very much so. Just around the edges. Don't stick it in. Don't listen to Dawn. (laughs) Just blow pot smoke in your ears and everything will be okay. (laughs) Pot cures cancer. Uh, let's oh, see. Uh, Laura wrote in and said, wait, what? Gary doesn't work at a zoo? Where does he work? It's at the Institution of Nunya Business. <laughs> Tyler just wrote in and said, it is funny that people still oh, think man. Gary works for the zoos. My friend that turned me back to this program years ago when I had lost my way, up to a month ago, thought Gary worked for zoos. Oh. I told him they openly talked about the fact that he didn't, and it took him a while to believe me. We started oh. talking about what he could possibly do. I personally thought it was something in the military intelligence field. And then discussing and thinking more, similar to the Trailer 13 theory, I've deduced that Gary works for prisons. I think he works for something like the DOJ and for prisons. He works in administration, and that's why he has meetings and moves around for work a lot. Are we allowed to know, or do we continue to speculate? Either way, it's fine. I am so damn curious. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to know. You shall remain uh, curious. And obviously we can't comment on your guesses because when you start ruling things out, you rule things in. So maybe he does work at the prisons. Maybe he is in military intelligence. Maybe my wife was never in the Army and the whole story that we tell is actually about Gary. He was the interrogator. Maybe Christina actually runs all the zoos. There you go. What a twist. (laughs) Uh, We got this email. It is uh, people are getting ready for next Tuesday uh, when we start giving away $2,024 to one lucky Lotus Communications uh, listener. Uh, the way this works, we're partnered with Lotus in both Reno and uh, Sacramento on uh, their radio stations at uh, 104.5 in Reno, which apparently is currently playing something about the Detroit Tigers. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, and in no. Sacramento at 104.7 FM and 8.90 AM. Beginning next Tuesday, you have to listen for the sound of the cash cow, which is a moo, and then a toilet flush, because the cash cow it's lovely. is delivering that day's prize and, and has to get it out. That's the $2,024. And every time uh, you hear the cash cow, you just have to call our number at 888-989-9811. If you're caller 18, you are one of the handful of qualifiers for that day is $2,024. We're also going to do it during the Mixed Pick Sportscast every day uh, from 10 to 11 a.m. Now, there, here's the catches. On the Mixed Pick Sports Show, you're only going to hear the cash cow if you're listening on the Sacramento stations, 104.7 FM or 8.90 a.m. And during the morning show, you will only hear the cash cow if you're listening in Sacramento, 104.7 FM, 8.90 a.m. or in Reno on 104.5. And then you're going to be caller 18. If you're listening on the app, nope. If you're watching Rad TV, nope. If you're if you're listening through the membership, nope, nope, nope. You've got to listen to the stations. You do have to be a citizen of California or Nevada to be eligible as well. So this email came in and said, I can't wait for this contest. Okay, Rob, I can, as I'm not a monkey. But I had to figure something out since I spend more time in a customer's house as opposed to in the company vehicle listening to the actual radio station. So I called my dad and asked if he had a radio alarm clock, and sure enough, he does. Of course he does. He's <laughs> <Yes>. old. <laughs> I guess I will be taking a clock radio into customers' homes and asking if they don't mind if I have you guys playing in the background. <laughs> Dude. As I will win some of that $50,000. It's over $50,000. Uh, $2,024 will do me good, and I vow to get it. Whatever you have to do in order to uh, listen and call. It's called headphones. I mean, he's got, I mean, you can do it on radio. We have an, an online app with the Reno station. You can hear it there. Maybe for But what some- if he's in Sacramento? Okay, but he could still win, though, right? If he hears that, he's still a person who lives in California, even though he heard it in in Nevada, right? Is it playing at the same time? No, they're not playing at the same time. They're playing oh, at separate times in Sacramento beauty. and Reno. That's oh, that's the, tricky. The beauty of it. But, and I, whatever it is he does, maybe his ears cannot, his ears have to be available, right? And, and yeah, he, didn't, a, he doesn't radio, say what he yeah, does. Yeah, you have a radio sitting there. You can still hear things around you. Mm-hmm. And not all earbuds do that thing. Where you can also hear what's happening outside of you while what's in your ear. Some of them don't. Do I just, that. I just love this guy's dedication. Not only is he going to go to all of his customers and say, "You don't mind if I listen to this talk show," <laughs> and is playing in their home, whatever he does. But then he's also going to take time to make a phone call <laughs> if he hears the cash cow while he's in their home. <laughs> I, I, I gotta call the office. Uh, right back. So. <laughs> So that all starts on a Tuesday morning, and uh, after we gave away uh, the final WinRobs change for a while, for now, uh, a prize yesterday, we announced that we were putting it on hold because we just have to make room throughout the day because we're going to be playing the cash cow, and, and, and we're going to be taking calls, and the phone screener needs more time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did announce that when uh, WinRobs change comes back, uh, we'll go ahead and make it another mega bucket. Ooh. And we'll have Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, write the clues. Fun. And Michelle wrote in and said, here it is, 7.30 p.m. I'm just now finally watching the last bit of the rad show from this morning yesterday, thanks to my long work day. And I was surprised to see and hear the big announcement from Rob that when when Rob's change comes back, it will be another mega bucket. And, oh, here's the big surprise to me. I'll be writing the clues. Well, how about that? That really was news to me. I will begin plotting now. Good luck to all of you who are listening for cows that flush toilets. Until then. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.
Welcome to 2024. It's a presidential election year. So, good Lord, we're all doomed. Let's just get back to Rad Radio. A couple emails here, RAD at radradio.com. Uh, first, that's, speaking of emails, you know, a, a week from yesterday, next Tuesday, we're going to start giving away $2,024 uh, once a day, every day, uh, to one lucky listener in the uh, Lotus Radio of Families, about three dozen radio stations pooling the resources together. Uh, you listen for the cash cow, you'll be caller 18 at our regular number. You're calling us, 888-989-9811, and you'll be in the handful of qualifiers. Nice. Um, but you have to listen to the radio stations, 104.7 FM in Reno, eight, or in Sacramento, rather, and 890 AM. And in Reno, it's 104.5 uh, in order to hear the cash cow. So that's going to be for $2,024. I'm going to give away uh, $0 today <laughs> to the first emailer who can identify the theme of today's bumper music. It's a one-word answer. That's all we need. And if you email in, okay, here's the theme for today's bumper music. You just heard the first one. Uh, with that word, I know. I will write you a check from Williams Broadcasting for zero dollars. And mail. Cool. I know exactly what it is. Uh, speaking of our uh, Reno radio station, we got an email earlier, and now we got this update from Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Uh, who's uh, talking about or uh, referencing Steve Mickelson, who I host the Mixed Pick Sports Show with every day at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, on uh, the Rad Radio app and on Rad TV and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM and 890 AM. And, of course, joins us on the show now. And then there's a couple funny things here about this email. He says, I guess Steve Mickelson is starting his takeover as Rock 104.5 here in Reno is just playing an announcement with some back, some random background music. And this is the Detroit Tigers radio network over and over on repeat. Now, uh, we got we did hear about this earlier. What's funny about that is while Steve is a Detroit Lions fan and a Detroit Red Wings fan and a Detroit Pistons fan, he is not a Detroit Tigers fan because he's a Boston Red Sox fan for some reason. So weird. So there is no relation <laughs> Steve Mickelson and the Detroit Tigers. And uh, Brandon has, has hunted down the cause of what's going on in Reno, but we don't know if it's been it, rectified yet. I just got a call from the engineer in Reno, and everything is back up and running. <laughs> Somebody had crossed the wrong wires at the uh, the satellite provider for our Reno station. Oh, so shoot. all is well oh, now. No. Yes, uh, sorry to those of you that we, uh, we weren't talking to for the last uh, half oh, hour. the green wire. Um <laughs> <laughs> we also got this email from a Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Says, hey, Rob, I just found out that a technician that has half the experience and half the licenses that I have to do the job is getting paid $1.50 more per hour than I am. And I'm having a really hard time wrapping my head around that. If you have any advice, I would greatly appreciate it. We do the exact same job. I mean, that's, you know, 12 12 bucks a day, 60 bucks a week, $240 a month, that matters. Sure. So you find out somebody that has half the uh, licenses you do, half the experience is making $1.50 an hour and more. How do you react to this? So, and first of all, it kind of depends on where you, where you work. Uh, if it's in California, they do have what's called the Equal Pay Act, which prohibits an employer from paying any of its employees wage rates that are less than what it pays employees of the opposite sex, another race, or another ethnicity for substantially similar work. So you could cite that if this person that's making a dollar fifty hour more than you is the opposite sex or a different uh, ethnicity or a different uh, race. You could go in and you could say, "Hey, hey, you're discriminating against me." The, the question really comes down to how you want to handle this and how much uh, of, of how much how many waves you want to cause here. Um, you could do nothing and just work harder and and re and take the life's not fair thing. Uh, um, you could you could storm out and quit. That's how I got my first uh, management job uh, when I was in uh, South Lake Tahoe. The uh, program director at the time found out that uh, what would be his equal on the other side of the, the building was making substantially more than he was, and he just walked out. And they all looked around and went, crap, we need somebody to run the place. <laughs> hey, 19-year-old. Oh, man. Oh. That's so great. Um, and his career ended. 
he he never became anything ever again. And he he had he had been a big deal in the radio industry. He had then decided to take a break from the big markets, just relax for a while in South Lake Tahoe, and then he was going to get back into it. But because he stormed out, and that of course went industry wide, he the 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 industry said, "Okay, you're toxic. We don't want you." The way the right way to handle this, depending on your boss, is to talk to your boss calmly. One thing that's going to come up is, how did you find this out? That would be the first thing I would ask as the boss. I would, if you came in and you were nice to me and you said, you know, I, I, I just found out that so-and-so who has half the experience and half the training, they're making a buck 50 an hour more than I am. I'd go, stop for a second. I will address your concerns. Can you tell me how you found that out? Because I, I want to know, did he blab, the other worker? Yeah. Did this guy sitting in front of me look at his paycheck? Did somebody in HR blab? Things like that. So you are going to have to address that. But the way to handle this is to calmly let your manager know you are aware of this and ask them why and let them tell you. Maybe find out that you're not as good as you think you are. Or maybe the manager says, look, it's impossible to find people. I had to recruit. I had to pay. I had to pay him more. You're next up. You never. The problem with all of these type of things is you're creating a story in your mind. There's an actual answer. And the person that can give it to you needs to be talked with in a calm, professional manner. Could there be a possibility of him, of his boss, not updating pay for all the other employees, and he's just kind of sitting on the back like, oh, I hope nobody notices. And then if he's hiring new people, he has oh. to pay him a certain amount, and he's yeah. not telling the other guys. Absolutely. It, I mean, that, and, and, and the boss may or may not feel inclined to, to, to honestly react to that. This is, this, is the, this is what I'm referring to is there are all sorts of possible answers, and not all of them are nefarious. There, some of them are just oversights. Uh, some of them are, are, I'm just barely getting by. And you know what? I can't give you or somebody else a raise. There's so many things. And I know, I know this really upsets people when they find this out. Talk to your manager calmly. Yeah, don't be accusatory or an ad, because people can be calm but snarky, right? Or calm and, and make it where it's just not a, hey, what, what is it that I can do to make the, the same? What, what is it that I'm not doing because from where, you know, from how I look at it, and you can point out all the things you do that you feel are the exact same as him. There could be things that he does you don't know about. You know, they, they could have conversations, and this is why this person's making more. And like, so it, I think it's always better for me, I don't know if this is right, to present it in, hey, I found this out from so-and-so. Wow, what can I do? Because I felt we were kind of on the same level, but apparently this person makes a dollar fifty more. What can I do to also make that close? I I, I I I like I really like the approach of what how can I how what do I need to do to make yeah. this dollar fifty an hour? I would leave out any reference to I thought we had we were doing the same job because okay. it sounds snarky. It, it sounds like there is a special way you got to do yeah. it. I I because I, I I've heard right. I mean you've pretty much been my boss, but I'll hear from other bosses where it's like if someone's gonna come in for something, do you know your value? Right. List your value. List the things you know how to do, and that's kind of where I was coming from with that. But you the, know? The, I, what I like about it is that he's presenting it as I know this guy makes more than me, and rather than go through, I do all of these things that he does or anything like that. Because, because in this case, what you're what you're responding to, or what you're referring to rather, is if you're going in to ask for a raise. Whereas what the letter writer really wants to know, why the hell is this guy making more? Yeah. I love the idea of not even because you're alluding to it. The boss knows 
what you do. What you do. And he knows. Yeah. He knows. He's like, mm, oh boy, now the guy knows. Uh oh. So there could be a little mischievous side to this. He, the the person you 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 uh, work with, the guy who doesn't have all the credentials as much as this technician does, could be lying to you. I remember a situation where I got hired on a job and I worked for my dad and his company at the time. I was a teenager still in high school on summer break and I was getting paid $10 an hour. And that was like $4 above minimum wage at the time. And I remember the other technician picked me up and he's like, so how much are they paying you? Mm. And I lied to him and I said, oh, I'm making $16 an hour because that's what he made. <laughs> and I was like, my dad told me that that's what they start the the guys out at who don't have much experience. <laughs> and I saw him turn red and grip the steering wheel really oh, hard. No. I let him sit with him for a few hours and yeah. I finally told him, but I was really <laughs> just messing with him. That goes back to the how did this letter writer find out? Because oh, that's man. that's an excellent point. It is. Have you confirmed? Because boy, wouldn't that be a matzo ball in your soup? If you go in and you say to the boss, I found out so-and-so is making $1.50 an hour or more, and the boss lets you go, and he says, no, he doesn't. Here, I'll show you, or something. <laughs> I mean, that's that's you got to make sure you're getting the right information. You know, and some people are like, what do you mean don't have an attitude? I, I do remember, I mean, my God, I've been in radio since I'm 21 years old. But before that, it was like working in restaurants. And we sometimes would absolutely have an attitude with our manager and they were fine with it. It was almost, it's a very volatile environment. If, if we were mad at the tables, the sections they're giving us, what are you doing? Why does, you know, Rusty or whatever, the dude over there get these sections? Like we were very confrontational and in your, there was nothing sweet about it. It was kind of the environment though. Yeah. I mean, right? like, honestly it was, if you were sweet, you're going to get walked all over yep. by management. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, well, here's a disgruntled employee named Bob. Hey, Bob. He wrote in and said, similar, but different. What if you have calmly talked to management multiple times over the course of two years about getting a raise because you're underpaid and you've been working there for five years and have never once gotten a raise while everyone else in the company makes significantly more. You're probably not evaluating yourself and your own worth uh, properly. Sadly. Um, okay. Kyle. Hi. I need you to get into the emailer. <laughs> okay. I need to know which email came in first because they have the same timestamp, either Matt or Michelle. Matt or Michelle. Got it. Let me go to delete. 6.34 a.m. this morning. 6.34. For our, uh, our, for our bumper music contest to win $0. Uh, that would be a Matthew came in first. Matt, uh, Matt, Matt. It goes, it goes Matt and then Michelle and then a Bob. All right. Can I say my guess before you read theirs? I'm not even going to read them. It's Whatever just one word. Is. What, what oh. is the, uh, what is, I mean, if we played one bumper music I mean, song. Yeah. Th and this is way too obvious, but I'm going with it anyway. Mm -hmm. Love. All of the bumper music has the word love in the title. So Valentine's Matt Day. will get zero dollars mailed to him on a Williams Broadcasting Yay, check. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. If your New Year's resolution was to stop making poor life choices, what are you doing listening to this show? Welcome back to Rad Radio. See, it's Usher, love in this club. See, oh, yeah, I totally oh. knew the title. Um, uh, so the bumper music contest uh, has already ended. Uh, uh, we had a few people right away figure out the theme of the day is the word love. See, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, love. Uh, and uh, we had Matt and Michelle both email in at 634, so we had to check the tape, and we found out that uh, Matt got in before Michelle, so he's going to get a check for $0.
Eric wrote in and said, does that count as a contest? Did Matt just exclude himself from winning for 30 days? <laughs> oh. No. Oh. He didn't actually. He, no. Oh, it's it's just a no. Great. It's solid no. Um, and it would cost you more to send it. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> yeah. and by the way, Brandon, uh, no FedExing that check when I bring it in. We're just going to regular mail that. Oh, okay, it won't cost you much. Um, Michelle uh, said, wrote back and said, damn you, Matt. I hesitated to send my email in order to spell check. I would have beat you by seconds for those zero dollars. That's because you're a woman. Because all all Matt wrote in was love, whereas you had to write extra words. Word for bumper music is love. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Hey, we're thorough. Now, we have some controversy. Chris, Chris wrote in and said, according to my phone, my email was sent in at 633, not 634, like that guy Matt who now wins my zero dollars. Right, well... <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. I double-checked, and then Chris's email got stuck to another email that I discarded because we just print them out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Both Chris and Matt will get checks for $0. Yay! Brando, you're going to need to reach out to Chris and Matt to get the address information and such (laughs) so that we can actually mail them. Because you're actually serious. Everyone wins. I mean, I've got it. All right, absolutely. we got to come through on the the, uh, the crimes. I have two stamps if you need them. Perfect. Oh, we do. Those are expensive now. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I, I was going to provide the stamps, but oh, we'll take them from Dawn. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have extras. Hey, if you're a, a maggot and you're listening to us, so you are. You got jokes. Email us rad at radradio.com. Don't call. You can't tell jokes. Sorry. We will start with 14-year-old Athena. Yeah, Athena. My ex saw me yesterday and told me when I die, she promises she'll dance on my grave. I said, good. I'm being buried at sea. <laughs> From 10-year-old Lily. Oh, sweet Lily. What do you call the world's smallest Valentine's Day card? What? A Valentini. (laughs) Sounds like a drink special. Big D hopes we all enjoy today's uh, submission of dad jokes. Why he didn't send in Valentine's Day themed dad jokes, I have no idea. Slacker. Because he's a man. Y'all don't think about it. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Why did the dog fail his driver's test? Why? He couldn't parallel bark. With uh, one paw on the, on the window. Yeah. <laughs> what did one cheese say to the other when they got stuck in the mud? What? Ricotta, get through this. Mm, ricotta. Why did the kitten sit on top of the Xerox machine? Why? It wanted to be a copycat. <laughs> Rodney has his version of dad jokes. Yesterday, I opened my water bill and electric bill at the same time. I was shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Last night, I asked Alexa, how do I turn you off? And she said, walk around the room naked. (laughs) (laughs) These are from Danny. Hey, Danny. What do you call a nun who sleepwalks? What? A Roman Catholic. (laughs) It's in honor of Ash Wednesday. Yeah. I love that. Dentists always ask the dumbest questions, like, when was the last time you flossed? Bro, you were there. (laughs) These are from Wendy. Hi, Wendy. My wife caught me standing on the bathroom scale, sucking in my stomach, and said, that's not going to help. I said, it's the only way I can see the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Yo mama is so old, when they were in history class, they just wrote down what they were doing. Nice. 
What do a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? What? They're both Paris sites. <laughs> From uh, Marty. Hey, Marty. I recently met a girl. We aren't dating or anything, but we always get together for breakfast on Sundays. We are friends with Benedicts. <laughs> what happens when a dinosaur passes gas? What? It extincts. Oh Can you imagine? <laughs> what do you call an insane bug who lives on the moon? What? what? A lunar tick. <laughs> and these are from Kevin. Hi, Kevin. What do you call a big pile of American laundry? What? A Washington. My wife and I had an argument, so I glued her tarot deck together. She's having a hard time dealing with it. jokes email us rad at radradio.com uh we're gonna play master movies right now we've got a uh, free one month membership to rad tv at members.radradio.com if you're already a member we'll just extend you by an additional month at uh, no charge because you're gonna get qualified as well to win one of 10 pair of top tier tickets to see sticks at the hard rock live in sacramento including one winner who will snag upfront tickets to the show on February 27th. You'll get a movie clip. You just have to tell us the title of the movie that it's from. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the movie, <laughs> droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Master of Movies. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. This is Rad Radio. Just remember, it doesn't matter where we are as long as we're here. Huh? What the hell does that even mean? What has happened to this show? Got his email here from John. See, it's uh, Tina Turner. See, what's love? Got, got to do, do it. Got to do it. By the way, I, I, my wife uh, texted me. And she's going to revoke my, uh, my member of the uh, black card because uh, she's black, so I'm an honorary black person. But I screwed up on the Usher song. I said the wrong song because oh. I, I was thinking of Love in the Club, but we were playing DJ's Got Us Falling in Love. And and the love in the club is a, is, a, is an usher song which was not playing. I don't. I was thinking the Super Bowl or you something. Shouldn't get so. that wrong. You used to be a DJ. I apologize. Oh, I think it's an easy, easy mix up. I think you should be um, discarded. <laughs> I think you should be able to keep your card. <laughs> well, it's up to his wife. Yeah, it's up to the black uh, people. That's true. I can't be yeah. answering for that. That that no. doesn't look good. Okay. So uh, hopefully that one mistake uh, did not uh, screw me up. Uh, but there'll be there'll be a hearing tonight. Uh, we're going to be going to our uh, cigar club, uh, which is seventy five percent African American, and they'll all uh, decide whether or not I remain an honorary oh, member of. It. The African-American family. Uh, so John wrote in, because we had the guy that wrote in earlier. I uh, found out a, a, a person he works with claims they do the exact same job, but the other person has half the uh, licensing they need, half the experience, and he's making $1.50 an hour more. So we discussed the things that he could do if he wanted to confront that. John says, I worked in St. Louis at an auto repair shop, and the manager running the shop had three weeks paid vacation. Everyone else only got one week, and then two weeks after working there for five years. The manager had only worked there for a year but already had more vacation time than other longtime employees. He had negotiated it in his contract when he was hired, and no one in the shop could understand that except for me. Mm. Lots of very angry faces for a couple weeks. Yeah, and that's, that's a very egregious example because he's also not doing the same job. Like in our emailer, 
he claims they're doing the exact same job and the person has less qualifications. This guy's a manager and he negotiated his contract and he's doing a different level of work. But yes, people get very upset over why does that guy get more money, vacation time? And they don't realize because the company agreed to do it for him when they hired him. So my initial thought, I don't know if this is wrong or right, but I, I, I mean, I think it's right, but I'm open to being wrong. My initial thought is uh, he's a manager. I'm not. That's why he gets it. I don't care if he's worked there two days. He's a manager. Part of being a manager and a boss is you have more perks than just us employees. So I wouldn't even, that's so, that is weird to me. Okay, the more I think it through, that email makes me so mad. Why would you ever think you're going to get the same benefits as your boss? That's absurd to me. Because that's the world we live in, where everything's supposed to be fair and equal and equitable, and people uh, not get, when, get mad over the whole uh, the whole idea. Not, not when people are above you mm. in the workplace. Ah, uh, Boomer, you and your hierarchy. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, we're all equal. Brandon, you wily bird. What did I do? In about an hour, we're going to do our uh, Valentine's Day quiz. We did the pick a number game in our first segment. So Brandon was able to choose which category he wanted his questions in uh, because there were three choices. And you took rom-coms, which I thought was a steal of, of I was thinking, you know, because each category kind of plays to each one of you. Yes. And, and I was thinking, wow, okay, well, that steals that from Dawn because, like, almost every movie Dawn has seen and raves about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also steals from Kyle, yeah, who yeah. does Master of Movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. figured it out. That's very, right. very good. Okay. Yes. yes, I walked to my office during that commercial break very mad about that. Uh, Don will oh, have gosh, uh, him. the category of candy, <laughs> and uh, Kyle will have the category of music. Oh, man, I hope I get it. Uh, oh. For Master of Movies, we are uh, giving away a one-month membership to Rad TV at members.radradio.com and getting you qualified to win one of ten pair of top-tier tickets to see Sticks at the Hard Rock Live in Sacramento. And uh, one winner will snag up front tickets to the show on February 27th. Caller 18 will guess first. Hello, Stephen. What's up? What's up? If you know the movie, you win. If not, we'll go to Jason. Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. And Mark, your caller 20. Good morning, anybody. Good morning. (laughs) We are looking for a rom-com from 2010. Or you have a problem with candy in the shape of a heart, which means you might have a problem with romance. See? I mean, easy breezy. Rom-com. Are you kidding me? See? Dawn <laughs> knows I, it. I do like this movie. A uh, rom-com from 2010. Or you have a problem with candy in the shape of a heart, which means you might have a problem with romance. I, I could tell you the scene and who's in it and where they are. And yet, she'll be playing the Valentine's Day quiz in the category of candy. <laughs> Steven, do you know the uh, movie title? Heartbreakers? That's a cute movie. Jason. Couples retreat. Oh, another good one. We had to get all dudes. And Mark. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Oh. Yeah! Yeah! Julia Roberts, Bradley Cooper in a plane sitting next to each other. Oh, yeah. Brad oh, Pitt? Bradley Cooper. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what? Yeah, yeah. We want a man. Oh, my gosh. You 
win. Either you have a problem with sugar, which, based on the amount of maple syrup you put on your pancakes this morning, I wouldn't think so. Or you have a problem with candy in the shape of a heart, which means you might have a problem with romance and things pertaining to this day in particular. Hmm. Not bad, soldier. She's a soldier. We have uh, two more chances for uh, you to win at 8 and 9 uh, a.m. By the way, uh, so then in a couple weeks, we are going to be giving away tickets uh, also at uh, Hard Rock Live for uh, something called Totally Tubular, which the general manager of uh, 104.7 FM and 890 AM in Sacramento, when he emailed me this, uh, gave me a note and said, yeah, I know, but hopefully listeners love the 80s as much as my wife. It's Aww, uh, it's uh, it's, a, it's not quite a festival show, but it's a series of, of different 80s acts, uh, including, remember Modern English? What, oh, did, yeah. uh, yes. What, they didn't melt with you? Did they, Was that them? Oh, I, gosh dang it, I have them on oh. my 80s mix. I haven't heard of these guys at all or the song. Oh, they're great. I have an 80s I'm, playlist I'm not on sure my phone. if I've got the right song. Are uh, they... If I, I melt with you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That was a huge so hit. Yeah. Uh, the Romantics. Uh, yeah. Tommy Two Tone. Oh, oh my lord. Uh, the uh, the Plim Souls. Them them I don't know. Nope. Uh, anyways, uh, they will be at uh, Hard Rock Live on June twenty seventh, and the uh, tickets are on sale now. Uh, we will have tickets uh, give to give away in a couple weeks as well. I wish I was born in the 80s. I feel like I missed out on so much. It yeah, sounds oh. like such a cool time. I came in in the 90s. I'm like, I almost got there. Yeah, you missed 70s and 80s. Y'all missed everything. Well, the, <sighs> the best thing the best thing about being born 70s or early 80s was that you were of the age of reason or adulthood in the best decade of our lifetimes, the 90s. Amen. Because oh. being a kid in the 90s, you might have had a great time, but yeah. you really missed out on what being an adult oh. could be. Yeah, see, we had yeah. the best yeah. of everything. We had the 70s and 80s for childhood, the 90s for adulthood, and then it all went to garbage. And that's the worst part is that in the 90s, <laughs> I don't know how much enough people appreciated it, not knowing it was all going to go away for at least two and a half decades. Yeah, As a child, though, the 90s was pretty badass. I mean, Good. there was Game Boy's, Pokemon, sure. Nickelodeon yeah. was amazing. And then we still played outside and doorbell ditched people. But as we grew up, <laughs> mm -hmm. social media took over. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that ruined everybody. If you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, the uh, internet that ruined everybody. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we will have the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? We got my dog Walter in the house as usual. And uh, I think I'll actually try to get him to walk today. Is the, uh, the, you were talking earlier this morning, the uh, puppy Sadie is uh, in her teething phase and mm -hmm. chewing, is she chewing on uh, walter the hound at all not really oh. he, she does nip at him but he gives the alarm bark to tell her to get oh, off but they're, yeah. they're actually getting closer oh. and closer oh, every day i, I think they're gonna start napping together soon oh. uh, as mentioned it is valentine's day that means a holiday pile A certain number of days until Christmas morning. <laughs> there are a fewer number of days until Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. And today is Valentine's Day. Oh, Screw you. I worked until 8 o'clock last night. I'm not oh doing gosh. the countdown for the damn numbers of days until Christmas. Well, thank you for that. Whatever you were doing. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> the anti-Valentine's Day crowd has been growing the last few years because more and more people keep saying, ah, it's just a Hallmark holiday. Uh, I mean, like anti is an angry, not anti as an, oh, we just don't celebrate anymore. Both. It's not a both. thing. Both. Both. Okay. It's both. It's both. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hallmark holiday, that's been around for decades, too, but much more people are more angry now. Um, <laughs> others, so that's one, that's one argument, is that it's all a contrived, made-up day to, to sell the greeting cards. Others argue that it can actually, this is, this is the snowflake pussification of America crowd. This has been around for a while, too. 
Others argue that it can actually be harmful to your mental health because single people feel left out and rejected. Oh, so what? Wait, 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 Who you, cares? So you don't feel left out and rejected on oh. any other day? Just this yeah. one? Oh, it's, a, it's, it's shoved down your throat uh, on Valentine's. No, it isn't. Just stay away from social media and stay in your house. Yeah, or you go out and go to a bar or a club or something like everybody else does on Valentine's Day and hook up with all the other single people like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. but these people are not normal if they're getting upset and having mental health issues over Valentine's Day. Uh, and then they like to always play the Trump card, not the political Trump card, <laughs> of uh, using the example of teenagers or pe- kids in school. You know, we've already sanitized this where everybody has to get a Valentine or yeah. nobody gets a Valentine, oh. which I don't, I, I, I've never understood this movement in America where we, we, we sanitize our children and we don't teach them about all the disappointments and hardships in life so that when they do become of adult age, they crumble whenever anything happens, whenever they're told, no, I won't go out with you. So I remember this happening when I was a kid. We did all the Valentine's Day cards. I remember everybody had to be included. You had to make one for everybody in the class. And since I went to the hippie school, they wouldn't allow you just buy them. You know, the cards that come in boxes, you can just put candy in it and give it to everybody. You had to actually physically make oh. a personalized card for everybody oh. in the damn class. I... So the kids you didn't like or the girls you didn't have a crush on got like crappy little penciled in <laughs> little square pieces of paper that just said happy Valentine's Day. And then all the kids you, you were friends with had these decked out cards. So you knew the, the kids still didn't feel so, appreciated because they got a crappier card. Look, this is not a homophobic question. I'm, I'm asking because I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't know people with kids because I don't like people that have kids. What, what did 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 boys give boys Valentine's Day cards? Yeah, so was everybody in the class. So, like, so say the class had 15 kids in it. You, that one kid, had to make 15 Valentine's Day cards, especially at the school I went to, with everybody having their name specified to who got which card. So you would just write something like, hey, bud, happy Valentine's Day? Correct, okay, yes. Got yeah. it. Okay. So, you know, the, the, the crazy thing is, is like, we all made... We made it through. Uh, I think our generation functions pretty well. However, our generation is what started this. <laughs> Are the ones that was a proponent for this. As parents. Yeah. As parents. As teachers. As a part of the whole system. It, it, it's mind-boggling to me. Where where in your life did you, you felt that was where it stunt, stunted your growth, even though you're a well-functioning adult. Because I didn't look at it like God. that. The, the 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 people that are that have been leading this movement looked at it through the prism of they remembered being a kid and how hurt they were when the cute girl in class gave your buddy a Valentine's card, but not yours, and they don't want their kids to feel that hurt. That's what this entire movement has been. I don't want to see my kids cry. They don't look at it like. It's a good thing that I fell off my bike and hit my head. I learned how to be more safe. They, they looked at it through like, I don't want my precious child. Go back again. One of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time, George Carlin, in the 90s, was, was preaching, stop making children so important, so precious. Stop revolving the world around them because he saw it coming. And we are living it right now. Yep. And even extending even further, not just Valentine's Day. I made a bunch. I had a birthday party and mm-hmm. I made a bunch of like invitations and gave them to kids after class, after class in the in the yard, like where we played recess. And I still got talked to by a teacher telling me that I was making other kids feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and then they pointed out those kids that were upset about it. So then I knew which kids were mad at me. Mm-hmm. So I- anyone that shouts, what's the harm? I- this is going to probably sound extreme to some people. I don't care. I honestly, what's the harm is I find it abusive, and here's why. Because that is an opportunity at some point in your life, hopefully your parents at the time that it happens or an adult in your life or later in life with other mentors and people that come along in your life, is there to let you know 
that it is okay to not be loved or liked by everyone, to learn to be strong in your own skin and to love yourself or whoever your God is, that that's what matters and the, and the core group of family and friends that you have. But instead we've created people that need to be loved by everyone and when they're not, it crushes them. And and they try their hardest to be liked by everyone. I mean, and it, it hello, I mean, it just kept going with the likes and the hearts and whatever the hell everybody does you know, on social media, it, 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 the, it's wrong. It's also it, a great opportunity wrong. to teach the hypocrisy test because you could take that angle and or you could also say, do you like everyone in your class? There's no one in your class that you don't have a problem with or that you just don't like? Oh, really? Well, then maybe, but we aren't allowed to have those type of things. So because of all of this, more and more people are coming out against Valentine's Day, and they are even even now celebrating their hatred for Valentine's Day. There are 15% more searches this year for anti-Valentine's Day merch. <laughs> oh there are There's a 34% increase in sales of shirts with sayings like, love is in the air, try not to breathe. <laughs> and then there, it says Valentine's Day with a circle and a line through it. That's just funny. Aww. And the National Retail Federation said 3% of us plan to buy anti-Valentine's Day gifts this year. Oh, my God. That's great. Uh, it is also, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Ash Wednesday on Valentine's Day. And Ash Wednesday is determined the same way every year. It's the first Sunday after the first full moon occurring either on or after the spring equinox. But this year is uh, March 21st. So to find the date for Ash Wednesday, you go back six weeks, which leads to the first Sunday of Lent. Four days before that is Ash Wednesday. So Lent begins this Sunday. Today is Ash Wednesday. Just so happens to fall on Valentine's Day this year. So this is the day where don't be going around telling people, hey, you got something on your forehead. Oh, right. Or, or licking your thumb and trying to smudge it off. That is, that's there for a reason. It's a, a oh. minister has drawn a cross of ashes on their, their forehead. Uh, it's uh, it's a it's a Catholic mainly tradition. So um, I, I I feel like once a Catholic always a Catholic, even if you're a recovering Catholic like myself. And but what ends up happening is the far is you forget things. And this morning I'm like I knew it was Ash Wednesday. I already knew that yesterday. But as I'm eating my breakfast, the, of like tri tip and eggs, I was like, mm. oh my god, oh. I'm supposed to eat meat on ash wednesday Oops. right like but i'm like okay well i already blew that oh well <laughs> <laughs> what are the ashes from they, they get those from an urn of somebody or are those like a like palm tree leaves or you got it. oh is it okay, okay they're from the palms they're supposed to be from the palms you can buy the ashes too but they're supposed oh to be from God, the palms um <laughs> make sure it's a cigarette yesterday uh, <laughs> oh my, gosh, my my no. wife and i uh went through a drive-thru yesterday oh. and she's like what is with all these fish sandwiches all of a sudden oh, i'm like lance yeah yep. um oh. so uh also the, the the obligatory day of fasting and abstinence is today as oh, well I blew the fasting <laughs> which abstinence which is what makes valentine's day mm. so uh conflicting yeah. If, they're, if you're a hardcore Catholic, uh, the uh, Bishop Richard Henning of Providence, Rhode Island, points out that your fasting and abstinence requirements are far more significant than Valentine's Day and should be prioritized, so no sex for you. Oh, we'll say you 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 do have sex. Can you just ask for forgiveness? Isn't that what the Catholic Church is all about? <laughs> Absolutely. Be like, oh, I'm sorry. How many Hail Marys? Yes, that's exactly. right. Yes. That, exactly. Oh, uh, that's the old Bill Hicks line, another great stand-up comedian. He tells a joke about God or whatever, and he says, oh, you're a Christian? Well, forgive me. You have to. Those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. And just, there's always an angle. Um, and speaking of sex anyways, in a new survey, almost half of all young men, 18 to 24-year-olds, hold wildly inaccurate beliefs about the female anatomy, according to a new study. Researchers from the University of Florida asked men, 18 to 30, uh, 24 rather, about their understanding 
of female genitalia and of women's sexual preferences. Half of the men did not know that most women, the overwhelming majority of women, do not achieve the big O during the act of boogity, boogity, boogity. Mm. And that might be because more than 40% of them think that the little man in the boat, you know where it all happens, they think it's inside. They don't know where it is. I sent this, uh, to the, I sent this story to my wife with the facepalm, and she wrote back and she said, do you think they're, and I think this could be it because it's not in the study, do you think they're confusing it with the G-spot? Maybe. And like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I. Well, you know what? It, so with all, that's so, you know why that's surprising to me? Because of all the information that's out there. <laughs> there's so much, there's so much more information out there now that young guys have access to, I think, than they had before. And, and we also are, um, you know, we become more of a sexualized n- nation right so it's all just, the porn that they have access yeah to? so it's that's you know what's surprising <laughs> to me and obviously it's not we're not talking about or they would have said it 18 to 24 year old like for religious reasons they don't know yeah. they're not taught it they wouldn't know right like that's not the case so if we're talking about just you know your regular joe schmo guy that's crazy you have so much no. information yet you still don't know no 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 you got the wrong word there. <laughs> like, they don't care they don't care yeah. They don't care to know. They don't care to learn. I mean, a lot of dudes uh, don't even know the difference between how you uh, how you, uh, uh, how you uh, void yourself, where tampons go, yeah, things yes. like that, right? And so it's all it's all that area. It's like, eh, as long as I'm getting in, I'm good. So I remember you talking about a study how um, kids today or younger adults, eighteen to twenty four, I guess would be the the age range. Um, they're more lonely today. Like mm. they're antisocial. Could this be a reason why they don't know? They, they're just not going out as much, and none of them are getting girlfriends. I, I still go back to, I mean, most of those dudes would be sitting around in their homes watching porn. You'd think so, and, yeah. And, and, you know, it's not like they don't say that word a lot, you know. But, and, and I, I well, just... What if it's the anime porn? Well. Is, you know what? It is not a, I think you're <laughs> like a I don't care thing, and also maybe a an embarrassing thing. They don't want to ask. I, I don't know why it doesn't lead to them, because you could privately Google yourself. Right. Yeah. Right? But so... <laughs> Yeah. Well, and in general, you're right because I, I just take the sex stuff out of it. Everything that goes on down there with women, guys don't want to know. No. But you're trying to explain to them. Well, th- this is why this is happening, mm-hmm. right? But they, no, it's they too confusing. Want- it's icky. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> you guys are so high maintenance down there. Hey, you're just high maintenance in general. Oh my God. Um, There's a lot going on. Uh, good. Talk to your other female <laughs> friends about it because they're already up to speed. Just say woman stuff. Oh, man. A coffee shop in Indianapolis called uh, Mansion Society. Uh, they host private events, and they charge 500 bucks. Uh, so this is a, a form of business that they do now and then uh, where you can you know, bring your whole uh, staff down or something like that and sit around the coffee shop. So that's important to the basis of the story because footage of a couple's wedding at the coffee shop in Indiana is going viral because the couple didn't ask for permission to hold a wedding in the coffee shop. Instead, they just showed up with 30 guests <laughs> didn't say anything and started the ceremony in one corner of the store. That's a way to get married somewhere for free. They brought an officiant. Their photographer t- even told a barista to wait five minutes <laughs> when they asked them to stop blocking the oh, door. No, oh, no. Oh, no. Of course, no. the owners weren't wild about it because it made it harder for customers to place orders. A lot of yeah. customers came up to the door and walked away. Oh. Uh, and they say they didn't stop it. Because if footage of them interrupting a wedding went viral, they were afraid that the internet might cancel them. But they did post the video after initially deciding not to because they didn't want to shame the couple. But they opted to post the footage of this wedding going on in the coffee shop 
after the bride and groom refused to admit they did anything wrong. Oh. They waited for the wedding to end and go, excuse us, you, you're, you're disrupting our business. You're costing us money. We charge for things like this. And they gave them the old, oh, too bad. Uh, people online now are debating whether a sudden pop-up wedding like this is really a big deal or not. Well, I mean, it is in the way they did it. Because um, if they just would have came in, went in a corner, right, and just looked like a group that was there together and married each other where it didn't bother the business of the coffee shop, the baristas are still doing what they need to do. People are still coming in, getting their coffees. That That's more respectful. I mean, we could all argue. That... Are, they, are they ordering coffee at least? Exactly. Yeah, that's my right? question. Like, that's yeah. my thing, too. Like, if that's the other part. So if you're just coming in to use the space, yes, that's wrong. If you're coming in and you buy stuff and you, I don't know, stand or sit and just make it look like you're there in a little meeting, but you're really getting married and the business is still happening, okay, whatever. And, and the other thing, why this coffee shop? And if it has a special place in their heart, then they really should have arranged something with the coffee yep, shop. Yep. Yeah, I think these people are kind of annoying. If I was a patron at the coffee shop, I'd be irritated. If yeah. someone showed up and started doing a wedding, I'd be like, oh, hell no. And, and if they're blocking the door and, yeah. and, and, and getting in your way and making baristas not be able to deliver coffee to the customers. God forbid they have kids trying to sprinkle mm. coffee beans on there instead of flowers. <laughs> but, I mean, also... If you bring 30 people in, they all buy coffee. That's also generating quite a bit of revenue for that coffee shop during and that time period. You would think they would have mentioned that had that occurred. Yeah, I'm yeah, guessing it's... these guys didn't pay for anything. They just showed up and maybe got like two cups of coffee. <laughs> but if you're coming in and you are all buying something, you still cannot block the door for other people to get in. You still have to function in a way that people can still come in and the coffee shop can still have business as usual. I, I just, I honestly... This is one of those things where I view as when we think we're so important and what and our needs are way more important than anyone else, and and who cares about all of you? I'm getting married in this coffee shop because it means something to me, and if it ruins your day, oh well. And it is sad and, and totally on, uh, uh, on point that the uh, the owners of the coffee shop had to think about, we're not going to disrupt this because out of context, all you're going to see is a wedding being disrupted at this coffee shop that will go viral and get canceled and such. What they should have done since they were blocking the entrance, is called the fire department. Oh. Yes. Make the fire department the bad guys. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. New Year, same crappy show. Call us anytime at 888-989-9811. This is Rad Radio. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> the power of love. Love is in the title. Got this email, rad at radradio.com. This one's from Tony. Hey, Tony. Says, I'd like to wish a very happy eighth birthday to my daughter, Athena. Oh, Athena. Not the joke telling Athena. She's much older. She's a woman, 14 years old. <laughs> Um, Tony says, after I got sober five years ago, she is the one that loved me and made me believe in myself as a dad. She saved me. One day she will either run a crime family or be speaker of the house. We'll just have to see. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Now eat your wow. cake. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Oh, uh, we also got this note from Matt. Hey, as we work our way through the holiday pile, it is Valentine's Day. He says, I went to elementary school in the early 2010s. And I went to a hippie school like Kyle did. Oh, I'm sorry, man. We had to make everyone a Valentine's Day gift. 
I had 32 kids in the class, and you had to hand-make something for all of them. And it was expected that your parents would buy the teacher something. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that crap, too. Their birthdays and everything, yeah, the teachers are, like, very involved at the hippie school. Absurd. It is. Uh, Wow. That's just rude. Mm -hmm. They were expected to buy the teachers things? Yeah, or make. You can make, like, a candle or knit Mm -hmm. or crochet something stupid. Uh, uh, Matt says, I would have much rather just been left out 90% of the time because I'd always just throw away all the crap I got uh, when I got home. (laughs) Stupidest thing ever. And you couldn't get candy at the hippie school, so when I went to, like, Public school, it was great. I had a big old pile of candy like Halloween. And then I go to hippie school, no candy, just crappy cars. I did the same thing Matt did, just toss them all. Did they do it? Is that the order, too? So you had experienced public school? Yeah. Kinder- and then, oh, see, you got to do it the other way, right? You well, got to you have the kids go to hippie elementary school. And then go. And then go. And that's the way they'll like public school. Yeah, so I went exactly. to public school, was liking it, grew up with all my friends in the neighborhood and all of that. And then I go to the hippie school, don't know anybody. I don't fit in with anybody. I'm not a damn hippie. I hate their their teaching, teaching methods. And then I finally fought my mother, and I was like, put me back in public school. And then high school, I was back in public school, and I loved it so much more. <laughs> You're going to appreciate it, finally. All I'm right. so surprised at the hippie school. They didn't give them patchouli and, like, granola. They did. Here you go. For not for Valentine's Day, just if you brought just a snack that general. wasn't... Uh, up to their standards. So they confiscated the snack? They confiscated my Cheetos, yeah. And then they, they probably ate them after you guys all left. I don't know. The old principal was <laughs> yeah. kind of a biatch. I'm sure she just threw them away. Uh, in honor of Valentine's she Day, uh, Maps.com. <laughs> That's what I said. Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, you know what? That is a case of me not listening to you. Mm-hmm. There are times I just forget what you say, but that yeah. was definitely a moment I was not even listening. Do you know, just, just so you're aware moving forward, it hurts the same. Um, In honor of Valentine's Day, uh, Match.com dropped its annual Singles in America study that looked at dating in 2024. This is the 13th year in a row they've done it. The stat that everyone's talking about this year is that about one out of three single people of all age groups have explored consensual non-monogamy, as in you get to sleep around. Uh, only half said that a traditional two-person relationship is their ideal scenario right now. Again, this is single people of all ages. because that And that's not, without seeing the breakdown, that's not overly surprising. A lot of single people are single because they just got out of a bad relationship. And they're like, I don't need that again. Yeah. I just, I just want to sleep around or I just want to meet people, things like that. So without diving further into it, there's really no conclusion to be made here. Uh, here are the four most common types of non-monogamous relationships according to Match.com this year. There's something called monogamish, which is not a totally open relationship, but you sometimes get it on with other people. Now, I don't know if you're communicating this with your, your, right, your I'm person. Right, like, how do you decide? Or, or is, it the, <laughs> is it the old, uh, because again, this stuff is not new. It's more prevalent. It's more talked about. But, but this, this is the old, do whatever you want, just don't tell me about it. As long as I don't know, I don't, I don't care. Oh, so lying. So, the, 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 yes, I mean, but it's not. You're, you, you are withholding information because you've been told to. So it's a white lie that you've been told to? Because, because you've been told by your person to do it, it's still omitting something, but they've told you, just don't tell me. Because, because a, a lie of omission is a lie. I've used the example a million times. Hey, honey, I'll be home at 7. I'm going to stop at Bill's house. He goes to Bill's house, has a, a drink, and then he goes to his mistress's house and have sex. Well, he did go to Bill's house, and he did get home late. He just left out the mistress. But in this case, they're looking at each other going, Kyle, you and I are a couple. And I go, Kyle? You sleep with whoever you want. Just don't tell me about it and don't let me hear about it. You go, okay. And you say the same thing. We agree. All right. You're just withholding the information and you're doing it because we are agreeing to it. I'm not defending. I'm explaining. Yeah, I I feel like 
I, I, I definitely agree with your initial reaction there, Kyle, because it's like, for me, you're just redefining lying so you can do this behavior. What do we talk about all the time? Uh, compatibility. If you have two people who say, I really like you, I like hanging out with you, I like having sex with you, you're, you're my friend, I, you're the pr- but I'm not ready to stop, ha- you're both saying, I'm not ready to stop having sex with other people, and then you come to the conclusion of, is it going to be this version, which is monogamish, yeah. or, just to jump ahead, um, you have a fully open relationship, where you, you have a committed primary relationship that openly allows romantic and or sexually activity with others. So it's either, don't tell me, or it's, oh, you're, you're, you're going to go uh, bang a dude on Friday? Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll book something for Friday, too. So you're being completely open about it. I feel like you should probably be completely open about it. That would be the better route to go. Because, I mean, if you're, if you're saying don't tell me about it and you're a couple, you're going to find out somehow. I mean, eventually, you, you're, you're together. There's stuff that always comes up. But I, what are you going to do? You've agreed to this. I don't know. You've yet. agreed that you're both going to be liars and that your person at any time could be sleeping with someone. So... That's why I yeah. like the you, second one you better. you then find out, what, what are you mad about, right? right? Because you've agreed that you two can basically live this lie together. But then, So take the lie out of it. Do the second one, where you are being completely open with each other about who you're having sex Some with. Some people probably yeah. maybe want to be lied to. That's maybe why they do the first Bingo. one. Bingo. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Um, there's also polyamory, oh. which is your relationship involves three people or more. It's like uh, you're all dating together. You're all sleeping together. or. <clears throat> Hey, Brandon, because you, you've got as, about as much knowledge of this as I do. In polyamorous relationships, I assume it's both, but is it all three of them at any time, two of them can have sex? Or is it all three have to do it? Like, okay, I've got two wives or whatever. Yeah. So do I always have to involve both of them? or and, and can they be together? Or can I be with one of them and then with the other one? Or? I mean, everybody has their own agreement on, on that kind of stuff. But it's my understanding that it's a it's a mixed bag. So you okay. can go in any way. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that everyone has to be involved in the activity. Um, but it could just be two of them uh, going off and then the other two going off. I, I, I ask because I, you know use it as a fantasy now and then. I want to know if I've got my fantasies right. So but you just make your own rules. So you got to be careful and make sure one of those wives isn't jealous of the other right. wives. Because if you're going uh, off and doing mm-hmm. the other wife two more times than the other one, mm-hmm. that can cause some yeah. problems. Yeah. Holy crap. Watch the series Why Women Kill. There's a story of the of polyamory in there, and it did not oh. end well. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there is death. There's uh, So there's monogamish, polyamory, the open relationships, and then the fourth one, uh, according to the Match.com uh, survey this year that's uh, highly prevalent is just the openly swinging thing where you both go out and you look for other sexual partners together. So you and you and your wife go to the strip club, you get a stripper that you both agree on and bring her home. Every time you bring up stripping in stories, or not stripping, um, what was it? Swinging? Orgy? Swinging. <laughs> Jesus. There was a documentary of... Uh, and it, it just highlighted so many different lifestyles. It doesn't have to be sexual within the United States. And one of them, they did cover swingers. And I just remember, and this is like, oh my God, 15 years ago. I just remember being so shocked because I thought, I just had in my mind, if you're going to be a swinger, you just envision they all must be good looking. Oh my God. Oh my God. Please. Oh my God! There. Oh my God! There was but, nothing attractive about anybody. That's like going to a, swing a, a nude beach and expecting people to be attractive. <laughs> uh, TikTok and other social media sites are spawning new viral dating terms and buzzwords seemingly every day. Experts have said behaviors like the ones these terms encompass can have major implications 
for people's mental health. Back to mental health. What? Uh, here's a guide to the landscape of modern dating. These are the, the hot terms on social media that define certain situations. Some of these probably already had words, but we had to update them. Others, there might be new types of relationships. We've talked before about a situationship. That is an awkward middle ground, somewhere between friendship and a committed relationship. It often means a no-strings-attached dynamic, but it comes without mutual understanding. So like bed buddies and friends with benefits, we understood. Oh, yes. We know that this we're just, we're just sleeping together. It's not going anywhere. You're not even going to dinner. Uh, right, <laughs> ever. You're, you're not going to lunch. You're not going to a wedding together. You're not meeting up. Well, we didn't meet up for coffee then. You're, you're not meeting up for a drink. No, they just come to your that, house or vice versa. That's it. Right. Um, but a situationship is... A no strings attached dynamic without the mutual understanding. This is this is that this is that moment, but it goes on forever, um, where you're not sure: are we boyfriend, girlfriend? Are we? You know, I have to have that re- that 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 uh, conversation at some point. Are yeah. we exclusive? They just don't have it. Oh. They just they so they don't know. And like, why doesn't anybody bring it up? Because we don't communicate. <laughs> What, what did you did you seriously just ask me that? <laughs> My God, this sounds like somebody's holding back and is getting friend zone. Like they made the mistake and slept with somebody, but they still want to be friends with them, and they're just lingering on. That's why I feel like. But you're still having sex. Is. No. Oh, sounds, you still have yes. sex. Yeah. Oh. yeah. No, it sounds like yeah. they just don't want to talk about right. where they're at in their relationship. They're and they f- just and they probably talk endlessly to their friends about it right. to try and figure out the signs. And well, if via text, via yeah. text, yes. yeah. I mean, you spent the holidays together at his parents' house. I'm pretty sure you're his girlfriend. It's, but I mean, he hasn't asked. It's fear. They don't want. They don't want the answer to be, "Are we exclusive?" No. They don't want to hear that. It's it's terrifying. Do to they them. not want to hear part of it? And some just don't care. They're just enjoying sure. what's happening. Sure, I'm sure it's all part. Of it. that's, that's a situation. Sounds terrible. Then there's uh, relation shopping. This is dating by a long list of rigid standards that aren't necessities. You know, like some crazy woman in her 20s who demands that her man has to be Italian, has to want to have kids by the time she's 30, <laughs> has to be a certain religion, has to be a certain height. Oh, yes, has to be, yes. That, 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 would be a, that would be relation shopping until that woman realizes... <laughs> Oh, you mean I should just find a really good person who happens to have a few of these things? Yes, but it also did work out. Check, 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 check. That's um, my husband. <laughs> woo, woo. They also constantly wonder if there's someone out there who could be better suited for them because yeah. you just you can't actually check every single box of what the perfect uh, standard is. So would we're be. still doing the list. I mean, the list can get absurd. Yeah, so you don't the appreciate l- what you have. No, no, Don. I mean, the list. You were the really- last generation to make a list. <laughs> The list can really keep you from dating other people. It can. Listen, I went out my com- my comfort zone and I dated men that were like five nine. It was it was it was out of my comfort zone. But I'm like, well, that could be my person, right? You should, right? You like I just it. and it was uncomfortable, and because I wore high heels and the one guy <laughs> was even like five seven. I was like, oh my god, what am I doing? But no, open your mind. That's how you find out. You never know who's for right. you. It's not just about the physical. So we had Butt Monday, uh, which uh, we've had two Butt Mondays in a row now, which is why we have Butt Monday shirts and, and mugs and hoodies in the stupid store. Super store. You can either choose uh, dog butts or, or human butts. Uh, and so, and then uh, yesterday was like, uh, like, I don't know, we didn't give it a name yesterday, but people were just saying and, and writing in the stupidest stuff. And, and we're continuing the trend today. Uh, later than usual, so far it's been pretty good, but literally two minutes ago this came in. William wrote in and said, why does this crap have to be talked about when we all know that kids listen to this show? What? 
William, go to hell. That's that is that is on those kids' parents. We are an adult show. Yeah. If kids happen to listen, as Rob said, that's on whoever it is in their life that is paying attention or not. And if and if ten year old Lily and fourteen year old Thena's parents make the decision that it's okay for them to hear about terms in the dating world, I'm not even sure why this is offensive to kids. That's those parents' ob- responsibility and right to make that decision. What a stupid email. I can't believe 30 years later we still get these. I'm yes, going to make can. up a situation for William. I'm guessing know. he left the radio on in the car with his kid in there, and the kid repeated something to the mom, and the mom was like, you're not allowed to listen to that. Why did you hear that? And then William got talking to from his girlfriend or wife or whatever the hell she is. Very possible. Uh, next dating turn that we shouldn't be talking about because kids might be listening <laughs> is uh, breadcrumbing which is the act of giving someone just enough attention to keep them interested without exerting much effort or committing. Yeah, oh, I going on that. forever. So in, in modern times, this would mean like sporadic flirty texts, you know, like out of nowhere, three days later or something, uh, social media interactions or hints at meeting up without following through. But then right when you're about to call it quits, the breadcrumber offers up more crumbs. Oh my, and people mm. that do this are so good at They know just the amount of time to let go by. Okay, I better check in because I might lose this one. Mm-hmm. And I got to keep them, or, gotta keep them yeah. in my stash of people. And if they don't preemptively know, they can sense it. They can sense it from you. They're, they're yeah. experts like, ooh, that's a little cold. I haven't checked. They probably have charts. Last time uh. I texted Dawn, Mary, <laughs> Beth. I was so sad. It take me back to high school. So I had crushes on multiple girls in high school, and I got breadcrumbed a lot. They would linger me up because I was also the guy who would go out and get them things from the store and bring Aww, them coffee sweet. or energy drinks yeah. or, you know, even mm. when I turned 18, go buy them cigarettes when they weren't <laughs> supposed to. <laughs> you know, we just we do not appreciate the sweet ones when we're younger. We no, just don't. no, you don't. We, no? But, but it's who you want to marry. But you just don't know it yet. But man, they they come me along. They send me cute little texts, like be like, we should hang out later. But you know, nothing exciting ever happened. And, and when you did hang out, Kyle would bring the food and the yeah. drinks. Or she called, text her boyfriend. Oh, you, your girl. What's wrong with him? He's too nice. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, we got. Let's see. Oh my uh, gosh. Well, uh, half a dozen more here. Orbiting. Uh, orbiting can be best described as lingering in someone's online presence as a potential love interest without ever getting close. This perpetual orbit serves as a reminder of their existence, even if intentions are unclear. This behavior involves a person following, viewing, and engaging in your social media content. It's almost a form of stalking yeah. um, and, and, and paying attention to you but not actually overtly communicating with you. It's stalking that's, from afar. It's very that's stalking and confusing. It's very weird. Because you're like, do they like me or not? They always know what's going on with me. Yeah. You know how, because you can see who likes yeah. your stuff or this or that. Mm-hmm. I, I, strange. My wife has one of these. Oh, and really? we've, yeah, no, we've, we've talked about it at, at length. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh, no, I, no. Oh, no, I don't like that. Yeah, no, there's, there's going to be a meeting. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I just got Eventually. like bad chills. Yeah. No. no. I mean, you know, look, you're on social media, you're gorgeous. You, you, and and you met somebody once, right? And then they start. You can tell they're like, "Whoa, this person is like, why are they commenting or or liking everything?" That's kind of an orbiter, mm-hmm. and it's almost like they're they're putting themselves. I'm not talking about this person in particular, but this is an orbiter. They're also putting themselves in that position in the case of somebody who's in a relationship where they're ready to pounce if anything happens. That's that's another form of orbiter. Oh is, yeah. hey, I'm just going to remind you I'm here in oh. case things don't work out kind of thing. That, you know what, By that, being here. Okay, yeah. that's like the, the before we had all this 
garbage to communicate with. That's like the uh, maybe a person at your workforce that would uh, yep. you worked with that would do that. Exactly. Right? Yeah, the lingerer. Then there's uh, <laughs> there's fubbing, p h u b b i n g. Fubbing is the habit of ignoring those in front of you in favor of your phone. This can be especially oh. hurtful when it happens on a date. Mm-mm. So all no. you're doing, you're just obsessed. You're with, and you're actually with someone, mm. whether it's on a date, whether it's, you know, it can be a meeting at work I, or whatever. Don't be boring. I, 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 have, <laughs> I have zero tolerance for yeah. this garbage. I zero. My, my husband and I, we went, we went to lunch together this earlier, what's today? Wednesday? I don't know, sometime this yeah. week. And we will, we wanted to, we bring the phones out when we're both trying to find something out. Right. That's it. Or he's like, oh my, this is work. Okay. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my. Anything else? I, I'm talking to you. Why are you looking at your phone? I oh I can't I can't I can't I, I I oh my it's such a hot button issue for me. It is so rude. If you want to be with your phone, whoever it is that I'm with, go be with your phone. Because mm-hmm. I I thought this was our time to chat. If it isn't, that's cool. Just let me know so I can quit talking. Which doesn't ever happen, anyways. Um, <laughs> but we, Brandon, but you, you jerk. Sorry. Well, you're watching on Rad TV. You already saw Brandon was on his phone oh, the whole time. Awesome. Um, oh my god, I love it. That's what you're missing if you're not watching us on Rad TV. We've told the story. This was this this was the this was the the Tinder box blow up uh, between Dawn and her husband and my wife and I uh, over uh, Gary and I playing a cell phone pool. Oh. So so in, in different versions, the conversation came up Stupid of thing. wait a minute. Okay, we're on the sofa. We're watching a show, an us show. And you pick up your phone because it's your shot, and you got to take your shot to. And then now you're not experiencing the the show together. So you have the discussion, and then, just for example, a couple months later, you're watching another show, and you look out of the side of your eye, and you go, "Oh, I guess I'll pause the show, Christina, since you're texting your friend Danielle. I didn't realize that she was watching the same show with us at the same time." See, I feel like you can, it's acceptable to do that. Look at your phone if you're going to do something important, like take your pool shot with Gary, or maybe text a friend. But if you're just doom scrolling on Instagram or TikTok, and you're just you're just not paying attention to what's going on. That's where I find it disrespectful. It's yeah, but if, if it's something important, you got to tell them. It's, yes. it, my, and, my, and taking my pool shot with Gary is not important enough to pause the show. <laughs> Listen, those things for me are fun to joke about because yes. it is annoying, but it's fun. That is a fun area to joke about. My specific pet peeve is if we're in conversation. That's whether it's my husband and I, a friend of mine, a relative of mine. If we have deemed we're spending time together, but you're in your phone. Why did we schedule this? I, and I, I, I and I am being genuinely, I, I'm being genuine here. If mm-hmm. you want to be in your phone, be in your phone, but I'm out because I got stuff to do. Like, it's so disrespectful. The reverse, though, is also true. Don't walk into my office as I'm texting and start talking to me. Yeah. You walk in and you wait or I look up and go, I'm in the middle. Just walking in and talking is equally as rude. You know, like I, 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 plenty of my girlfriends and family members have kids. So it's, it's, it's now it's a given. They don't even need to say. The reason their phone is right there and they glance at it every once in a while is because something might go on with their kid. Right? Yeah. And they just need to know about it. Totally oh, fine, yeah, cool. No. That's not what I'm talking Look, about. Look, glancing is fine yeah. for, like you brought up work too. I mean, if, yeah. if, if the phone vibrates and we're watching a show and us show, the phone is on the armchair thing of the sofa. I look over. If it's Gary and it's a pool shot, I ignore it. If it's Brandon and it's all caps, I'm like, hold on. (laughs) I always feel really bad about the glancing because I do that a lot. I'll be talking with my girl and everything, and all of a sudden I'll hear the go off my pocket. I'm like, 
Well, it could be an alarm at work. Mm-hmm. It could be important. Oh, no, it could be my sister. Something's in with the family. And I glance really quick, but I always go like, man, I'm so attached to it. Why can't I just leave it the hell alone? Well, you know what? I've, I've, I've over the years, I had, I've had to communicate, you know, with my husband. We have it down now. But where it's like, I, I, I always respect work. And I get that mm-hmm. we're in a 24-7 thing. And, 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 you know, at the zoo, it's very important to him what he does. <laughs> A lot of the stuff he does for the zoo is very important and time sensitive. <laughs> so, um, I, so what would happen is it would buzz or this or that, and I'm in the middle of talking, and he would just look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you put me on pause? Hold on, I really need to concentrate and look at this because obviously, if it's work related, he is not hearing one word I'm saying because now you're in the phone with that, and I get that. So just just tell me to pause, zip it, stop talking. I'm gonna check this on my phone, which you know we finally got that down. But yeah. I do this to myself. <laughs> I'll have I'll have a, 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 a ESPN on, and it's a show that I want to be watching. I want to be listening to it. I'm interested in. Pardon the interruption. And I'll also have my laptop open because I'm doing work. And I'll write out an email to Brandon, hit send, and then go, oh, I got to rewind that. I didn't hear a goddamn word they said about the 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also the ick, which is the feeling of becoming suddenly and irreversibly repulsed by someone you once found attractive. Yeah. Oh. Like, for example, you swoon during your dinner date only for the chemistry to vanish. Like, for example, uh, let's say Dawn uh, is single and she's swooning over texting with this guy and, oh, he's so attractive, and you meet up, and first you have drinks, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy is amazing. And then they get to the steakhouse, and he orders the vegan plate. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, I'm going out the exit door. (sighs) Or you go and you find this other girl you think is really cute, and then you find out she serves spit off of a bar table. Ooh, that's kind of hot, though. Oh, it was disgusting. Well, what wouldn't she slurp? Exactly. I know, but it was foul i don't know why it turned me off so much was, it did was it her spit or was it her no friend's it spit? was our friend's spit we were oh. all sitting at a table and then my buddy ryan does like the spit thing and she's oh. like oh i'll slurp that up i was like you're disgusting no she's game oh. yeah yeah i mean she, she's not she's not relationship material no, <laughs> absolutely not oh. i mean that is that is literally exposing yourself to all sorts of yeah. terrible disease. Yeah. No. That, that is that is <sighs> That's gross. That is great. But funny. Uh, and then there's paper clipping, which is when an ex reaches out intermittently, not because they're interested, but rather to keep you on the back burner oh, as yeah. an option. Yeah, nothing yeah. new. They've had a dry period. About that. And they know you're a done deal. Mm-hmm. Let's play Treble Trouble right now. Uh, you'll win a one-month membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. And you're qualified to win one of ten pair of top-tier tickets to see Sticks at the Hard Rock Live in Sacramento, including one of you, will snag upfront tickets to the show on February 27th. We'll play you a song clip. You just have to tell us the title of the song and you win. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the song title... Where's my phone? Brandon's oh, on his phone. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was texting. What'd you say? Droplets everywhere and no winner. 888-989-9811 for Treble Trouble. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Welcome back to the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. Remember, you have choices, and this is the one you made. Get help. We got this email, rad at radradio.com from Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Says, hey, Rob, I have a job interview this Friday. It's been 19 years since I interviewed for a job. 
The interview will be at a restaurant. My question is, how do I dress for the interview? Slacks, dress shirt, and tie? Jeans and dress shirt? Any help would be appreciated. I don't know that it changes my answer, but my question is, are you interviewing for a job at the restaurant? Or is the interview taking place at a restaurant for a job in some other line of work? You should wear the uh, Ben Affleck Duncan jumpsuit. <laughs> want to stand out. Yep. The uh, safest thing as a guy uh, right now would be uh, nice jeans. You know, like we most dudes should have a pair of dress jeans um, uh, and, and a nice shirt, like a dress shirt. Uh, preferably, I mean, you can always go with just the basic white dress shirt, but maybe a pattern. And uh, a, if you have a nice blazer, a blazer of any kind, that's the safest way. The tie can be too much. It can be off-putting depending on what you're you're interviewing for. People will, some people will punish you for trying too hard or, or looking like, th- that whole dress for the job you want thing is not an, a, an opinion shared by everyone. So I would go with the safe jeans, dress shirt, blazer. Uh, by the way, Brandon, I'm sure yes. you're very excited that you heard uh, uh, Pearl Jam is going on tour. I didn't hear. Oh. I unsubscribed from all things Pearl Jam. Announced uh, <laughs> yesterday, I thought of you right away because I know your love of Eddie Vedder. <laughs> uh, and they are coming to Sacramento. Uh, oh, they will play right, a right here. Golden One Center on uh, May 13th. In fact, the whole first leg of their tour will just be West Coast. Uh, they'll do Port- they're going to start in Vancouver, then they'll do uh, Portland, Sacramento, Vegas for a few nights, L.A. for a few nights. Uh, there'll be a Bottle Rock in Napa, Seattle, and then they go overseas for like two months, and then they do the uh, East Coast. And everything, it's like register now to get tickets uh, on uh, Pearl Jam's uh, website if you want to go see Eddie Vedder sing and sound like Ted. Let's play uh, Treble Trouble. Treble Trouble. So you didn't want me to line up the go see Pearl Jam with Brandon uh, night at uh, at Golden One? I think I'll I think I'm busy that night. I'll take Sorry. that. Did, did you hear his tour though? I mean, if you don't yeah. see him here, ugh, he, he goes away. Uh, we've got a 30 day member, uh, membership, month, one month membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. You're qualified to win one of ten pair of top tier tickets to see Sticks at the Hard Rock Live in Sacramento, including one winner will snag upfront tickets to the show on February 27th. Jennifer, your caller 18. Good morning. 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 You will guess first. If you know the song title, you'll win. If not, we'll go to deny. What's that? And Vance, your color 20. Morning, y'all. Good morning. We are looking for an emo metal song from 2005. That's a good reason for this song uh, today. From 2005. Jennifer, do you know the song title? Uh, Love Sucks. Oh, <laughs> well, we know where she's at on this Valentine's Day. Oh, How about you, Deny? Stay sad all day. Oh. What do you say? Stay, stay sad all day. Oh, oh, I thought he said stay fat all day. I thought he said saving Abbott. <laughs> and Vance. Sorry, not in my lineup. Okay, bye bye. Oh, man. <laughs> well, the reason it's appropriate for today is the artist is Bullet for My Valentine. Oh, and the wow. Lovely and, gift. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm betting they're not a, a, a loving group of uh, very, very uh, uh, guys. Uh, Ooh, the crime channels today are going to have great love stories gone wrong. Oh, my God. ID, bitches. Turn it on today. Sorry, I have a life. Well, 
the, the picture they showed when I was downloading the song was a uh, a deceased uh, Valentine, so it would match up with Don's crime. So it's a, it's a, it's a whole is it all dudes? Is a bunch of dudes who uh, all had a terrible relationships and formed a band together? I'm guessing so. I don't know much about the band. I I liked this song back when it came out, but I didn't give them too much of a listen to. So it's Bullet for My Valentine. The song title is Tears Don't Fall. like a toddler throwing a f- earlier this morning we played the pick a number game uh brandon was the closest without going over to the number 10 and so he got to choose first for our valentine's day quiz Boo, right quizzes. i did a little differently uh for the uh, for this year uh and, and for valentine's day i tried to come up with a category that would maybe play to each one of our contestants so we had uh rom-coms which could have played towards uh, dawn or or to kyle because he does master of movies mm-hmm. um and again it's not to say that brandon doesn't know rom-coms it's just I was thinking, okay, how would this play? Mm. And then, so then there's there's a there's a candy category, which I thought, okay, like Kyle and maybe Brandon, okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's music, that's Valentine's all Day music. Over Brandon. Uh, that's yeah, it leans more towards Brandon, but also oh, Kyle. Brandon knows a lot about music. Sure. Uh, so Brandon got to choose first, and he did the ultimate blocking maneuver. Oh, he sure did. He chose rom coms. Damn it, Brandon. So neither Don nor Kyle gets the rom com questions. Uh, and then uh, Don got to choose second, and having to choose between music and candy, she went with candy. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure it's not country music. And so Kyle got stuck with uh, with music. And so we will go in uh, order of uh, Brandon and Don and uh, Kyle, and we start with Brandon's rom com question. Here's how this works. Very simple this year. Two points for the correct answer without choices. One point if you get choices and get the correct answer. Can I have a piece of paper? Do you have a piece of paper? Do you have an extra piece of paper? I have garbage. Garbage. That's beautiful. Garbage. I like to write down my choices. No bonus questions, no stealing, just a very basic point system. (laughs) Even though we have categories, we can't steal if they don't know their category. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) If you guys want to vote for stealing, I can give up. How how are we going to determine who steals, though? I'm fine oh. with how you have it set up. Let's just I'm do actually, that. I, I, that way. I, I, I bitch enough during these. Yes, I'll you let do. You have that. Good point. All yeah. right. The other thing I was trying to do here also was to eliminate the bitching of me rigging this somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure, that'll fall flat. All right, Brandon. <laughs> okay. Um, in Pretty Woman. <laughs> what is Edward scared of? Two points if you know without choices. Oh man, I feel like I should know this. Oh. Don't mock my face. <laughs> okay, I need the choices. Uh, in Pretty Woman, what is Edward scared of for one point? Water, flying, or heights? Flying. Oh. Heights. Yes, it is heights. Well, it's kind of the Damn same it. thing. When you're flying, you're high up in the air. You are. No, but, but the fears are two completely different they things. Are. Yes. Fine. There's a There's a specific oh. fear of flying and then a fear of all heights. Would have known that one. Uh, all right, uh, Kyle. No, oh, Dawn. No, Dawn. Sorry, oh, Dawn. Oh, already it's starting to where he rigs it and I lose. <laughs> You're getting a candy question, so it's not rigged at all. Oh, I just had it in the wrong order. Way. You're smart. Dawn, in 1922, which company invented gummy candy? Oh. Oh, um, uh. Two points if you just know it. Ooh. I, okay, but I don't know if I'll say it right. Like the Habro, Hubro, Harbro. Do I have to say it right? 
you if, you have to choose one of those pronunciations if you're going to go with it. Well, and, then give me choices. All right. In 1922, for one point, which company invented gummy candy? Swedish Fish? Oh. Haribo or Dots? Haribo, whatever you said. D-H. Yeah. Woo! Well, nice. I would have never said Haribo, so I would have. Yeah. And you were so far off. I Yeah, I was yeah. going to have to buzz yep, you with those. Yeah, that would have sucked. All right, Kyle. Hi. For two points without choices. Which past Super Bowl halftime performer had a number one hit with Eminem called I Love the Way You Lie? Love the way you lie. God damn it. I know it's on my playlist, too. Great. Um, it's it's oh, a it's great song. Rihanna, no I'm going to go Rihanna. Two, nice. two points for Kyle. Ah, Ooh, does that put me in the lead? It does. Damn, after, it straight, does. After round one, Kyle has two. Dawn has one. It's too soon to be cocky. Brandon has You're zero. Right. Yeah, let's probably hold back. <laughs> you do you. Brandon for two points. Okay. In the notebook. Oh, come on. Crappy nah. movie. Uh, you know, adultery and all. Ugh. In the notebook, where do Allie and Noah meet? I really shouldn't have picked this category. <laughs> I did it just because to be the blocker of, the, of everything. <laughs> it's even worse. I don't know any of these answers either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to need the choices. I never saw the movie. For one point, in the notebook, where do Allie and Noah meet? A carnival. A party or the beach? The beach? Is that an answer? The beach. Carnival. That is correct. Ah, that's what I wanted to say. Dang it! Was the carnival on a beach? Oh. Dawn. No. For two points. Baby Ruth candy bars have four primary ingredients. What? Chocolate, caramel, and which two others? Chocolate caramel. Who is this again? Baby, Baby Ruth. Ruth. Chocolate caramel, peanut and nougat. Is that your answer? I don't know. What else could be in there? Yes, it's my answer. So chocolate, caramel, peanuts, and nougat. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Oh my god. Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. Baby. Ba baseball oh, player. Yeah. Ruth. <laughs> I don't even know the last time I had a baby, Ruth. It's lost love chunk. Is it almonds? Uh-oh. Ugh, no. Nobody wants hungry. almonds, I want right? one now. I love almonds. No, I know, but in candy bars and whatnot, oh, that came later in the Hershey's Snickers. with almonds? Almond Joy? The, the new oh. Snickers with the almond. I'm just saying originally, right? Baby Ruth is an original. It's an OG. I mean, it sounds right. Chocolate, caramel, peanut, nougat. You said two more, right? Mm -hmm. oh, God. After chocolate and caramel, I need the two more. So. I mean, really? What else could there be? Well, I mean, you just said a whole oh, bunch that it could be. Oh, gee. Oh, great. What Super it could duper. be would be an answer of yeah. any kind. I want my goddamn turn. Oh, what? No choices? You're going to go. This is I'm it. I'm going to linger longer now. Oh, okay. Just because of Kyle. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, ooh. Sorry, maggots. Uh, Dawn's punishing you <laughs> for Kyle's <laughs> behavior. I'm in the lead, so the longer she takes. Kyle started it. <laughs> oh, yes, Rob, once again, hosts Romper Room on Red Radio. Brandon's oh, the good napping child. You know what? I, 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 whatever. I'm just going to take a risk. Peanut and nougat. Yeah! Ooh, ooh. Well done. About time. Ooh, ooh. About time. I'm leading you now, bitch. <laughs> Kyle, Hi. for two points to retake the lead over Dawn. <laughs> Without choices. The 1981 number one song and by that i mean it was the number one song of the year oh was called endless love and oh. was performed by which two superstar singers i mean really this 
endless love. Oh, man. It's on Happy Gilmore, the movie, where he's in the ice skating rink. I just can't remember who. Is it Bonnie Tyler? Is that her name? I'm gonna, I need choices. Uh, a 1981 song for one point, Endless Love, was performed by which two superstar singers? Was it Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, James Ingram and Dionne Warwick, or Lionel Richie and Diana Ross? Go Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, but you only got one point. Woo woo. Kyle is now tied with Dawn. They each have three points. Brandon, okay. for two points and to get on the board, in what year was Romeo and Juliet starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes released? Oh. I haven't even saw that. I have to get the year. It's not like plus or minus two years. The year. Okay. Over yeah. Because uh, sometimes they do that. Oh, man. I need the choices. One point if you can figure out the year Romeo and Juliet was released. 1990, 1993, 1996. Six. 96. Oh, oh my God. I win. Oh, you broke it. I win. Just that. Sorry. Just, just that. That is correct. Uh, 1996. That song. <laughs> All right, Dawn. What do the initials M&M stand for? Oh, what do they stand for? Correct. That is the question. Oh, yes. Dear. What do the initials M&M stand oh, for? Oh, my God. I, oh, I always have M&Ms in the house because a couple of our God kids love them on their ice cream. Oh, the bag, the bag, the bag. Oh, my God, the bag. Um, <laughs> The bag. I just does see M&M. Does, does it say it on, on the bag? It? I don't think it says it I'm on the bag. I'm trying to scan the bag in my mind. The bag, the bag, the bag. <laughs> Choices. For one point, what do the initials M and M stand for? Mars and Mars. Oh. Mars and Murray. Oh. Or Mars and Mitchell. Huh? There's no Marshall Mathers. Right. I don't know the first one. Dumb. Mars and Mars. Mars whatever. Dumb. <laughs> Second one. Mars and Murray, uh, because the Mars family bought out a guy named Murray M U R R I E. Uh, and then took over, but they kept his name for uh, M&M's. He had inspired it or well, something. That's spelled wrong. Yeah, yeah. that's like Marie. I know. Right? Um, all right, Kyle. Kay. For two points and the lead, all your own. Uh, which female singer's number one hit? For, I'm sorry, which female singer's first number one hit? First number one, okay. Was called Saving All My Love For You. <laughs> I, I don't know any choices. Oh. For one point, which female singer's first number one hit was called Saving All My Love For You? Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, or Alicia Keys? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Mariah Carey did All I Want For Christmas Is You. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> so, was Mariah Carey an option? Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, and Alicia Keys. And what was the question one more time? Sorry. Which female singer's first number one hit was called Saving All My Love For You? How's the song go? I cannot no. sing the song for you. Come on, you're a good guesser. All right, let's go Mariah Carey. <laughs> I went off of you saying you're a good guesser. I should have are... never trusted what Don said. But you are a good guesser. It's not trusting what I say. It's what's happened when we do quizzes. Oh, uh, dirty. Uh, I thought it was a hint. The, the second one. Whitney Houston? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Mariah Carey's first number one was called Vision of Love. Um, uh, Brandon. Yes. All right. For two points, which actor played Sam Wheat in Ghost? Oh. Oh. 
Oh, Poe. Oh. Patrick Swayze. We now have a tie. Oh, shoot. Three points each. And, Dawn, your next question. For two points. What was the name that Reese's Peanut Butter Cups were originally called? Really? Is that your answer? No. That's not my answer. Why would anyone know this? You were born around that time, weren't you? 1923. Yeah, she graduated oh. high school. Holy crap, they're that old. I thought they were yeah, newer. Right? <laughs> I know. By the way, by the way, just to answer Don's other question, I knew this before I looked it up. I knew this all hmm. because I'm Rob and I have all kinds of things filed in my brain. <sighs> Apparently that's bad. Since it was said in a mocking tone. Reese's peanut butter cups were originally called what? Oh man. Get your peanut butter and my chocolate. Um, <laughs> see, uh, give me a stupid choice. You want a stupid choice, or do you want three, uh, three choices? Three dumb choices. Uh, for one point now, Reese's peanut butter cups were originally called penny cups, butter cups, or choco butter cups. Butter cups. I don't know. Butter cups. Fine. No, penny cups. In 1923, the official product name was Penny Cups. Of course it was. They were all about pennies then. <laughs> well, they could be purchased for one penny. So that's why they... Uh, and you knew that, that 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 name was never going to stick. Kind of like, remember, who was it? Was it... Uh, which uh, fast food place did like the $6 burger or the $4? Yeah, it's like when they came out with that, I'm like, well, that has a short shelf yeah, life. Now they're $18. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God forbid you want to replace it with a chicken breast and it's $22. Oh, I hate this game. All right, Kyle. Hi. Which legendary Motown artist Motown had a number one song in 1984 titled I Just Called to Say I Love You? I just can't say I love you. I know the song. I don't know mm. the artist's name. I need choices. All I right. have to guess. For one point, which legendary Motown artist had a number one song in 1984 titled I Just Called to Say I Love You? Steve, ah. Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, or Barry White? Stevie Wonder. Could he even call? He can't see. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know. Marvin Gaye. Is that the answer? No, no. I'm trying to think of it. Does it sound like Marvin Gaye? <sighs> this is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I never do that. Marvin Gaye. Who's the other one? Barry Manilow? Barry White. Barry White. <laughs> Totally different artist. I don't know yeah. what Barry White sings. I don't. Oh, god, damn it! I know. I, you know what? I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. We're gonna go Stevie Wonder. Get it? Uh, dang it. Shot in the dark. Oh, damn it! Right. See, there it is. You're good guessing. One point. By the way, here's some Barry White. This yeah. is. I've heard people hey. say that. Is Barry White too black? Too much of anything is not good for you, baby. Very much so. Okay. But. I don't know about that. As many times as we loved and we've shared love and made love. It sounds like the chef from South Park. Yeah. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. It's just not enough. What, what was that? Who, who voiced that originally? It's just not enough. The chef from South Park. Jerome Meckel. Oh, no, that was his name on the no. show. Okay. Isaac Hayes. Yeah, Isaac Hayes. Yeah, not my jam. Yeah, he was. A, he's a classic. All right, uh, we are now at Kyle has four. Dawn and Brandon have three. Yeah, yeah. Dang it! <laughs> and it is time for Brandon's two-point question with no choices. In something's got to give, 
my God. I love that movie. I told you as I was making this quiz, it was like every movie. I was like, I know, I know Dawn's. Uh, you should have gotten this category because I've never seen this movie. Yeah, but I would have I would have lost on the Romeo and Juliet one. Okay. No idea. And something's got to give. Harry typically only dates which type of women? Oh, I, Jesus. Choices, please. For one point, does he only date women under 30, rich women, or blonde women? Uh, is he going to pull a Leo? Is he, is he going with the young ones or the blonde women? Is that your answer? Yes. No. Women under 30. Uh, I should have uh-huh. gone with the Leo answer. I do love the very uh, demeaning and sneering. No! <laughs> I, I, it, it's being mad that I don't have this category. By the way, John just emailed in and said, I'm yelling so loud at my radio with Kyle not knowing Whitney Houston and guessing on Stevie Wonder. OMG. Born in the 90s. Listen to Limp Biscuit and Sum 41. That was nowhere on my radar. All right, Don, for two points. Yes. In which country is the largest candy store in the world? In, the in which country <laughs> is the largest candy store in the world? Oh, God. It's probably somewhere foreign. Go ahead and give me choices. America. Oh. Dubai. Oh. Or Great Britain. Oh. I mean, I like you, Britain. I mean, I just eliminated 190 <laughs> countries for you. <laughs> Dubai's done so much, right, with all their building. Everything's tall. There it is. The world yeah. traveler that is done. <laughs> I just know this from reality show. Dubai has done so much. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Whatever. I don't even care at this point. America. Just because I want to say America. <laughs> of course it's not America. Why would we have that? Gosh dang it, America. It is ironic. The fattest nation on the planet doesn't have the biggest candy right? store. Uh, Great Britain, uh, where M&M's London is the world's largest candy store at 35,000 square feet and four floors filled with M&M's. America's got the second uh, uh, biggest uh, candy second. store. Uh, the la- and it's the largest candy store, obviously, in the, in America. It's Wait. called the Sweetie Candy Company in Cleveland. Hmm. They have over 20,000 square feet of stacked to the ceilings with over 400,000 pounds of candy, including an entire Pez wall. Whoa. Cool. Come on, we need to beat that. And Dubai has Candylicious, spanning over 10,000 square feet, which opened its doors at the Dubai Mall, setting the world record at the time for the largest candy store, but that was back in 2009. Oh. Oh, so these ones came later. Huh. Very good. Well, I thought they'd been around a while. That was the, uh, the, uh, the, you know? that was the process I mean, of deduction. That, uh, 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 they beat us <laughs> at it. I, I feel like they just started building. I, <laughs> you, you feel like Great Britain just started building? No, Dubai. You said they were number one with this first. Well, in 2009, they built they built the bigger yeah, one. Yeah, and I would have thought it was the America yeah. or Britain first because, in my mind, Dubai just started building. Oh, yeah, yeah no, yeah. no. Yes. Um, With all my knowledge of yes. the Middle East. Dubai has been thriving for two decades. <laughs> oh, That's why okay. it looks the way it does now. No idea. America has been dilapidating itself for <laughs> I, two decades. Oh, damn it. Come on, let's, come make, let's make a comeback with candy USA. stores. <laughs> Kyle. Yes? For two uh, points. Two. Which Huey Lewis song? Plays early in Back to the Future. God. <laughs> and Brandon stomps away mad at his favorite movie being mentioned. I don't know. What's a Huey Lewis? What's a Huey Lewis? Mm-mm-mm. What? <laughs> is he part of the Blues Brothers? Is that what that is? Would you like choices? Yeah, I don't know any Huey Lewis songs. 
<laughs> I'm sure I do. I just I don't know them off the top of my head. If I heard them, I might be able to be like, I know the title. <laughs> Which Huey Lewis song plays early in Back to the Future? Is it Do You Believe in Love, Heart and Soul, or Power of Love? Power of Love. Oh, all right. This one in our bumper rotation. Yeah, I like this song. Uh, yeah. Good song. So, it feels like the 80s. The current score. Kyle has five points. Brandon and Dawn have three. We'll continue with the Valentine's Day quiz after this. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn show. Our New Year's resolution was to in no way improve anything about our program. So far, so good. This is Rad Radio. Emails rad at radradio.com as we work our way through the uh, Valentine's Day quiz. Uh, Josh wrote in and said, anybody who doesn't have Rad TV is missing out. Dawn's meltdowns on quizzes is the best. Mm, glad you like it. Tara wrote in, this is ridiculous. She says, I swear you give Dawn the harder questions on purpose. Thank you. So not fair. Exactly. Oh, whatever. There's nothing unfair about it. They were pre-written yesterday, as everyone yeah. can see. Tara's team girl. Dawn chose the candy category. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let me tell you what's happened. He had second categories depending on which one I chose. See, there's just there's just no winning when somebody's just going to falsely accuse you. I, I think what's really happening here is Dawn logged into her other email account where her name is Tara and ah. sent that in on her own behalf. Denise says, uh, hearing Kyle's brain struggling to get his answers is making me go back and forth from yelling at my radio as well as bust out in song because all of these songs are great. Oh, and you're also making me realize how old I am. Oh. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, Kyle's getting most of the attention here in the emails. What's a Huey Lewis... Was he part of the Blues Brothers? I am shaking my head like crazy over so here. So what's Huey Lewis and the news? I thought I, I thought the Blues Brothers had Huey Lewis in there for some reason. No. No? Okay. It's the there, band. There, so there's, the, there's just no excuse because he knows a kiss, which started long before he was ever on this planet. I would, you, should, you should know a Huey Lewis. Yeah, but Kiss is like merchandised everything they, they, they have with their band. Like they, they're out there. There's to- toys. There's shirts. There's a bunch of stuff. There's no Huey Lewis action figures uh, or anything like that. Sure. Nor was it important enough for my father to introduce it to me or my stepfather or my mother. They might have. Or the hippie school. They might have. If I they had better the taste. Um, Steven <laughs> says, I like to say that I identify most closely to Kyle. Than I do to other, uh, uh, than I would like to be on various subjects. I don't know what he's trying to say. He identifies with Kyle. But when he said, who's Huey Lewis, I was literally stunned silent. <laughs> Just what kind of cave were you in before you got on this show? <laughs> Brianna says, Kyle, not knowing Whitney Houston or Stevie Wonder, just because you were born in the 90s is no excuse. And then not knowing who Huey Lewis and the news are, you and I are the same age. And I was right there with the other listeners who wrote in, hollering at my radio. I love you, Kyle, but you've got to up your R&B soul and Motown music knowledge. Not if it's like, I don't know. I like, I like yeah. my musical taste, my playlist. I'm going to stick to what I want. Thank yeah. you. Kimberly says, Rob, Kyle needs a timeout to listen to nothing but 70s and 80s music. And if he refuses, fire him. What is this? Nazi Germany forcing me to listen to music? Jesus. What's wrong with you people? Uh, that's just like Nazi Germany. Yeah, that's all they did. That's the extent of what yeah, happened. They forced people to listen to music. I, yes, God. You sit and, down and listen to Hall and & Oates. And then burn those books. 
Uh, Brandon has three points. Dawn has three points. Kyle has five. Uh, I don't know all these things, but I'm winning, huh? Oh, God. Brandon has the category of rom-coms. He chose it first as a block move, mm-hmm. uh, but he is tied for last with Dawn, who has candy as her category, which she chose, Tara. And Kyle has music. Woo! Brandon for two points. All right. In the holiday. Just stop. Just stop. In the holiday. <laughs> who does Iris meet at Amanda's house in LA? I'm waiting for Don to mouth it. <laughs> come on, come on. Uh, I need choices, please. In the holiday for one point now. Who does Iris meet at Amanda's house in L.A.? Amanda's brother, Amanda's ex-boyfriend, or Amanda's butler? Amanda's ex-boyfriend? Wait, I'm sorry. I'm just so mad that I don't have this category. I'm sorry, Dawn. No, no, <laughs> Who did Amanda meet where? No, who does Iris meet at Amanda's house? Iris meets at Amanda's house. Yeah. We know it's not her ex-boyfriend. Uh, 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 did you have brother in there? Mm-hmm. Brother. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Ah! And then they have sex. What? Oh, spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> With her brother? No. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it. No. God. Her friend's her brother. Friend's oh, okay, thank you. Oh, that's still juicy. <laughs> kind of movie is that? For two points. Which nut is contained within an original Ferro Rocher? Huh? Kyle knows. A Ferro Rocher? Oh, they're so good. You know, little ball with the... Uh, foil around that's it. Giving her a hint. Huge around Christmas. Doesn't mean she knows what the nut is. And that's what I was envisioning. Yeah. So what's the nut in it? For two points. Or <sighs> you said the original nut. So it's not in there now. Um, they they have branched out and they, oh, right, they have others. Snickers branched out with almonds. Sure. Mm-hmm. Trying to had to pause there, to make sure I could give that answer. An Aero an Aero Rocher. Ferro <laughs> Rocher. It is hard. I, I didn't know what it was called either. <laughs> a chocolate ball with nuts. How about that? Uh, well, I mean, it's peanuts or almonds. Could be cashews. What is with no. you bitches, by the way? Claire writing in, it's true. Dawn does always get the hardest questions. Thanks, girls. It's literally ran- as random as it can be. Ooh, we know your game. God. Whores. <laughs> yeah, usually they talk bad about each other. This is weird. Oh, Teaming up. Huh. No, we do team up. Ugh. Oh, gosh dang it. Give me a stupid choice. Just one choice and what it has to be stupid? The choices. You know what I mean. Which nut is contained within an original Ferro Rocher? Chestnut, Filber, what? or Hazelnut? Jesus. Filber? Bill oh, God, now I'm confused if it's a chestnut or a hazelnut. Gosh, dang it. Oh, I hate this game. I just... It's not even a game. The quiz. Whatever we're doing. <laughs> oh. It's not a radio show, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> the nut in the original Ferro Rocher, is it a chestnut, a filbert, or a hazelnut? I'm going to say hazelnut, and I should say chestnut. Oh, thank God, I shouldn't say chestnut. That's a filbert nut. Yeah, what the hell's that? What's a filbert nut? It's a nut. Wasn't it a comic in the funnies? That too, but it is, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nut. I don't know how to describe what, what it is. It's just a nut. You don't see that on, like, like there's honey-roasted peanuts, and you don't see anything next, like, yeah, next I've, to them. I don't ever see anything labeled filbert. Right, and and it, the, it, oh, well, yeah. if you don't see it, it doesn't exist. Well, in the, in the nut section, I just have not seen one. Does it look like a peanut? No, it's bigger. 
Okay. Dilbert. You can do all this research yourself off, off the all air. All right. Well, you know, somebody might be curious besides Kyle and I. They also have uh, devices where they could be typing in, and then they'll get a Google image of it. That could be for any question it's that popping we have. A, a filbert nut is basically a hazelnut. It looks like one. Kyle, for two points. Okay. Love You Like a Love Song was a number one hit in 2011 for which pop star? Love You Like a What? Love Song. Love You Like a Love Song? And it's a pop star from 2011? Number one hit. No. I would remember that. I remember it. It's a great song. It's on my God. playlist. Is, I don't know. Like, who was cool in 2011? Post Malone, the Black Eyed Peas. Um, yeah, I'm going to need choices. I, I don't know how I missed this. For one point, Love You Like a Love Song was the number one hit in 2011. For which pop star? Fergie, Selena Gomez, or Avril Lavigne? Fergie. Uh, is it Selena Bert. Gomez? Yes. Selena Gomez. Okay. Oh, man. She has that but, other song I like, Bad Liar. I have a question. Has Post Malone been around since 2011? Yeah, um, right about that. I'll double oh, check. Damn. Okay. White Iversons, whatever, whenever that came out. Kyle has five. Dawn has four. Brandon oh, has three. Oh, God. This is too close. Brandon for two points. Mm-hmm. In How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> oh, I've seen this one. <laughs> Who plays Andy Anderson? Seriously. Uh, that's the female lead, I think, right? Um, uh, Kate Hudson? Uh, damn, damn it! He surpasses me in time, uh, Keep in ah! mind, Brandon has goes first, so he only surpassed you if you don't get any points on your turn this round. Technically. Oh Is he ahead of me, or are we tied? You're tied at this okay. time. Dawn! What? Ah. Uh, this one falls right in her lap. So take your emails and shove them. <laughs> it better. President Ronald Reagan famously loved what candy? Yeah. Jelly beans, jelly beans, jelly beans. Oh, they're jelly bellies, yeah. right? Jelly bellies are a type of jelly bean. Yes, Damn they it. are. Woo, woo. President Reagan, in fact, is credited for massively expanding the popularity of his favorite jelly bean brand. When word got out that Jelly Belly was the president's preferred candy, orders skyrocketed and the small company... Which were they down in a Vacaville? Vacaville yeah. then? I don't know if they oh. were then. Uh, they found itself seventy-seven weeks behind on orders. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, that's fabulous! All right, Kyle. All right, for two points. Come on, easy question, easy question. <laughs> Which Motown band? Damn it! <laughs> had a number one hit in nineteen seventy-seven called "The Best of My Love." I don't know. I want choices. I don't know any Motown crap. It's not crap. Number one hit in 1977 called The Best of My Love. <laughs> Probably one of the best genres I, of music I, I, ever. I just, I, I'm speechless after that. Eh, I, more I, emails. I, I don't even know what kind of music you'd have now. I get it. They probably helped inspire the bands Pro- I like. Doesn't mean I liked it or paid probably, attention to it. Probably. Oh, this should th- 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 this should be taught in history. What's the name of the song again? The best of my the love. The best of my love. Did you say you wanted choices? Yeah, because I don't even know how the song goes. I'm going to have to take a shot in the dark at a random God. guess. I almost started singing it after Me I too. said the title. <laughs> the Temptations, The Four Tops, or The Miracles? The Miracles are jumping out at me. Let's go Miracles. Yeah! Whoa, whoa! You got the best of my love. Whoa, whoa! God, what nope. a great song. Nothing. Uh, so, <laughs> Kyle and Don have six. Brandon has five. Oh, <sighs> For two points, Brandon. Okay. What Shakespeare play 
is 10 Things I Hate About You Inspired By? Othello. Oh, come on. Oh, The Taming of the Shrew. Yes, The Taming of the Shrew. Would not have known that. (laughs) I just blew it. Uh, Dawn. Oh, come on. Give me one that's up my alley again. That's a big alley. (laughs) It is. For two points, why did President Reagan originally begin eating jelly beans? Oh, God. What? Is this common knowledge? I knew it. (sighs) Most of these quizzes are stuff that I have in my head, and then I just confirm it. (laughs) Yeah. Um... you know, on long, I'm not, this is not my answer, but I'm just like talking it through. Like on long trips, sometimes people will eat things to keep them awake. Uh, <laughs> and that's why he kept them on his desk in the White House? Well, no, he started, right? Yeah. The drives, and then it just. Well, I mean, yeah, so that is the question. Yeah, Originally yeah, yeah. beginning right. eating jelly. Okay, yeah, I got it. Sorry, I was just trying to get your logic there. So, like, on a road trip would be a right. possible yeah. answer. Okay. But I, like, this could be anything. I mean, so you either know it or I need stupid choices. So you'd like choices. Why did President Reagan originally begin eating jelly beans? Because he was aging and preferred the softer texture on his teeth. Mm, that's believable. His son, Ron Jr., was a fan, and then oh. he just started eating them. Oh, gosh. Or to help him quit smoking. So I help him quit smoking. Yeah! Whoop, oh. whoop. Never would have guessed that. Ever, ever, ever. Kyle, for two points. Okay. Uh, no. Come on. Bands I know. Bands I know. No. In a survey done in 2022. Ah, oh, great. Here what? we go. He's got it. Yeah, because he just reads surveys in 2022. I mean, it, it, this sounds up to date music. I haven't read a survey at all. Right, but it's going to talk like five or ten years. It's going to talk about music, and 2022 just happened. Well, that is all true. I don't know that it lands where Dawn wants it to, oh, though. Right, right. In a survey done in 2022, what was voted the greatest pop song with love in the title of all time? Oh, okay. Greatest pop song with love in the title of all time. By the way, Matt, you can go to hell for this email as well. Um, he says uh, he, he went. He jumped to a Kyle's thing too. Said no. Don got the Ronald Reagan question wrong. Uh, Jelly Bellies is its own brand. That's like saying his favorite steak was steak instead of it really being a ribeye. You're an idiot. A ribeye is a steak. Steak is not a cut of steak. Jelly bellies are a form of jelly bean. But thank you for being a moron. All right, Kyle, you've had time to think. <laughs> yeah, but I'd, I want choices. I don't right. know. Uh, what was voted the greatest pop song with love in the title of all time? V- <clears throat> excuse me. Vision of Love by Mariah Carey. Don't know it. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Mm. Or Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. No, the second one by the first one by Whitney Houston. Letter B answered that, that answer. The middle one. Thank you. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston from the Bodyguard soundtrack uh, was uh, voted the greatest love song of all time. Vision, uh, well, the greatest song with love in the title. Vision of Love by Mariah Carey was third. Greatest love of all was 26th. All right. Uh, Kyle and Dawn have seven. God, man. Brandon has five. Uh, Two points, Brando. Okay. In Hitch. I really do like this category thing as we move forward. In Hitch, who plays Hitch's love interest, Sarah? Oh, oh she's hot. Her name is on the tip of the song. She was. Hey. Oh. Yeah, she plumped up. Stop oh, yeah, it. that was 2004, huh? Oh, she's a Latina. I gotta get this. I gotta get this. It's not that one uh, 
I need choices. Ian Hitch, for one point, who plays Hitch's love interest, Sarah? Eva Mendez, Jessica Biel, or Sofia Vergara? Eva Mendez. Yep. Couldn't remember damn name. I love her. Dawn for two points. Uh, In 1921. Oh, Jesus. Lifesavers released their fruit flavors. Oh. What were the three original flavors? Oh, God. Probably something terrible. Right, lime. This is not my answer. I'm just going through it. Lime, lemon, cherry, because it's like medicine, and they loved medicine then. <laughs> No coffee syrupy things. <laughs> it was the yeah. new hit flavor the then. The old candy does taste like cough syrup, the cherry oh, flavored crap. Right, or maybe orange because they didn't have a lot of choices. And cherry probably wasn't even thought of. Ah, uh, yeah, she goes from world traveler to historian. They didn't have a lot of choices in 1923. <laughs> or 21. I, 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 I'm pretty confident with lime and lemon. I just don't know where to go after that. Oh, no. Choices, then I'm tied with Kyle again, right? No, you still be I... ahead by one. But then Kyle gets but his question. Kyle, exactly. Yes. And of course, Kyle will get his question. Uh... Yeah, choices. In 1921, Lifesavers released their fruit flavors. What were the three original flavors? Lemon, orange, and cherry. Lemon, lime, and orange. Or lemon, lime, and cherry. Oh, gosh, dang it. I'm so confused now. This did not help. Nope. The choices didn't help. I think you basically said all three combinations I, I just gave you. When did butterscotch oh, come in? Oh, see, now that I would have taken because it's an old person's thing. Butterscotch. Because there was only old people in 1925. <laughs> More history. <laughs> Young people weren't invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, lemon, lime, cherry. In 1912, Lifesavers entered the scene with their peppermint flavor. That was the original. The original fruity flavors in 1921 were lemon, lime, and orange. Ah! Then they added cherry and pineapple. Uh, pineapple. In 1935, they remained untouched until 2003 when Lifesavers altered their five-flavor role by replacing lemon and lime with raspberry and watermelon. Yeah, much better. Right, because those choices were finally invented in 2003. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, Kyle, to take the lead. No, no. By yourself. No, you mustn't. Come on, be a kiss question. Oh, fixed. The 1993 number one power ballad. Oh, Oh, okay. Titled, I'd Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That. Was sung by whom? I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. And I don't know the artist's name, but I know the song, so I need choices. Michael McDonald. God damn it. Luther Vandross or Meatloaf. Oh, it's Meatloaf, duh. God damn it. I I did know that. It was hiding back there, buried, and I, yeah. Still have the lead. Kyle has eight. Dawn has seven. I don't like this. Brandon has six for two points, Brandon. All right, here we go. Got to turn the page, sorry. God in Bridget Jones' diary. Seriously? What does Bridget dress up for the costume party? What does she dress up as? Sorry, I left out a word there. <laughs> yeah, I never saw this one either, so let's uh, get some choices. In Bridget Jones' diary, what does Bridget dress up as for the costume party? A princess, a bunny, or a witch? A bunny? <laughs> Dawn. <laughs> what? For oh, two points. I- Hey, candy. 
Oh my God! Which country consumes the most candy per capita? You know, per per person, right? Right. Uh huh. I I don't even care at this point. USA. The U.S. ranks number one in the world in terms of the annual volume of consumed sugar, chocolate, and gum. But when it comes to the per capita volume of candy consumed, the U.S. isn't even in the top ten. Number one is Germany. Oh, I thought it was the U.K. Germany. Kyle. Yep. For two points. (sighs) And to extend your lead. Come on. Kiss her green day. Kiss her green day. Let's go. No. No. Ooh, or the offspring. I know about them too. No. None of that should be allowed. Another sad love song. Was a number one hit in 1993 by which female R&B singer? Another, what was it? Another? The song title is Another Bad Love Song. It was a number one hit by, in 1993 by which female R&B singer? I have to go choices again. Tony Braxton, Anita Baker, or Mary J. Blige? I don't know any of those. You are, you are sucking your soul of, of so many things by not knowing them. The only name I know is the Mary J. Blige. So let's go her. Thank God it buzzed. <laughs> God. Tony especially, Braxton. Especially when he doesn't know who they are and then ding a ding ding ding. Tony Braxton. That sounds like a dude's name. Oh I guess he my. spelled it with a, an I. Yes, yes, it was with an Antonio. Plenty of Tonys with eyes. Uh, Kyle has eight. Dawn has seven. Brandon has seven. Oh, Brandon for two points. Come on, Brandon. I'm going to start rooting for you. Thanks. In oh. 50 first dates. Oh, God. That's classic. What was Lucy's job before the accident? Oh, man. Oh, I don't know. It was a, come on, Donna, tourist. <laughs> no. I need a, I need choices, please. In 50 First Dates, what was Lucy's job before the accident? Art teacher, nurse, or waitress? Waitress? Art teacher. Yeah. She, she's painting when she lost the memory. Dawn for two points. Oh, can I take that one? In which American city was saltwater taffy invented? Oh, I love me some saltwater taffy. I want to say Monterey, but I'm sure that's not it. So uh, give me choice. In which American city was saltwater taffy invented? Monterey, oh. California. Oh, cute. Key West, Florida. Oh. Or Atlantic City, New Jersey. God, everything happens first on the East Coast. Or California, actually. <laughs> mm, but all those places have been around longer. Shoot. It came before us. How long have we had this saltwater taffy? Oh, you can't give me a year. Shoot. See, it just depends on when it came out. Because it very well could be a California thing. Otherwise, it's the other places. Because they were here first. Uh, Monterey, whatever. The East Coast one and not the Southern one. In 1880. Oh, my God! Saltwater (laughs) taffy originated in Atlantic City, New Jersey. The recipe, by the way, does not include salt water from the ocean. It does call for salt and water and sugar and corn syrup and butter. Stupid East Coast. Kyle, for two points. Justin Bieber's number one hit, Love Yourself, was originally written and recorded by what other massive pop star? You can go and love yourself. Oh, I know the song. I don't know the other pop star singer. He wrote it and, and recorded it. So somebody else had sung it before him. He copied the song, and who did he copy is basically the answer. Yeah, I mean, sure, we can dumb it down that way. Uh, I don't know. Choices again. Uh, was "Love Yourself" originally written and recorded by Ed Sheeran, Harry Styles, or Drake? It's either Ed Sheeran or Harry Styles. Pick one. 
Are you watching his fingers, Brandon? I oh, see sorry, sorry. Uh... This is oh, category. Oh, wait a minute. We haven't watched him this whole time. I've only got Post Malone up here on Google. Don't worry. Whoa, what? Because <laughs> he was looking up when he was around. That was legit. He said he was going to look up I if know, he was but, around in the 2011. why does he have access? I'm watching him All when right. he's doing it. I'm being good. I'm not cheating today. I don't trust you to, even when you say that. <laughs> Ed Sheeran, Harry Styles, or Drake? Ah. Uh... Maybe you should go and love yourself. It sounds like it'd be Ed Sheeran. Final answer. Yeah! Oh my God, I've never not rooted for someone more in my life. Ed Sheeran wrote the song, he recorded it, and he didn't like it. And so he went to Justin Bieber and said, you want this? Sloppy seconds. <laughs> All right. So it's Kyle, nine. Damn it, Brandon Kyle. and Dawn, seven. And this is the final round. Oh, super so, duper. Brandon, you can tie for the lead. In 13 going on 30, <laughs> no. what magazine does adult Jenna work at? Oh, I want to give it the answer. <laughs> Do it. Don't you dare. <laughs> you get disqualified, right, if you, if you tell somebody the answer? I would disqualify for him to beat you. Does it sound like a one letter? Like, does the name, does it sound like one letter? Nobody no. can answer that. Okay, fine. I tried. <laughs> Is it L Magazine? <laughs> oh, but I don't think I have it right either. I think it's the competing one because all that's coming to my head right now is Sparkle, and that that was their competitor. Poise. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yep, yeah, yeah. But Sparkle came and stole stuff. So it's not even a real magazine. It's a fictional one that they made. Right. For, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So there, here's where we are. Don, you have a question for two points. If you don't get it without choices, Kyle wins. If you get it without choices, you tie Kyle. Oh, God. <sighs> Come on. Well, and, but there'll be a tie. Oh, no, but he gets one more and mm -hmm. bop, 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 boop. He'd have to miss it and then bop, bop, bop. Okay. In 1995, oh. a blue M&M replaced what color? At this point, I just go for it. Whatever. Brown. Oh, God. I knew the buzz was going to be in my ear. It replaced I knew it. tan. Yeah. Oh, that's that. basically brown. There, Thank you, Brandon. There is a brown M&M, though. Okay. That's why there's a differentiation, and Kyle wins yes. the candy quiz for the Valentine's quiz. That is two quizzes in a row. Uh, or Kyle. Why does the brand no. kid win? Uh, we're going to play uh, the pressure cooker right now. Uh, you'll win a one-month <laughs> membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. Uh, Qualified to win one of ten pair of top-tier tickets to see Sticks at the Hard Rock Live in Sacramento, including one of you will be uh, up front to the show on February 27th. The bratty old lady should win. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Nothing says I hate myself more than waking up and watching this show. So get Rad TV now by heading to members.radradio.com. A couple of emails, rad at radradio.com from a better class of Rad Radio listeners watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. First one's from Sid. Hey, Sid. It says, seeing Don melt down during the Valentine's Day quiz is the best. 
You garbage can listeners have no clue what you're missing. Not being able to see Dawn's meltdowns. The quizzes are the best. Socks. The punching of the air is my favorite. <laughs> uh, Brandon says, as Kyle just won his second quiz in a row, the Valentine's Day. Hey, yeah. Says, Rob, I too am really liking this quiz separated into categories, as it is hilarious to see Dawn's face go to disappointment when she knows the answer to the rom-com movie question but cannot give the answer. For those of you that are a better class of listener, right after we play the pressure cooker, we're going to get to the Dogwoods Resort canine cam. Oh, the big little puppy. That'll make you feel better, Dawn. What's coming up, Brando? The, uh, Scrappy the Mutt chases after snowballs. Mango the Fluffy Puppy plays with a springy doorstop and rolls around in the snow. And we have footage of newborn lambs named what? Chief and Niner <laughs> since they were born the night before the Super Bowl. Oh. Okay. You got any animal videos? Do them horizontally and email them, red at radradio.com. We're going to play the pressure cooker. got a free one-month membership to Rad TV at members.radradio.com, and you're qualified to win one of the ten pair, there'll be uh, ten different drawings, of top-tier tickets to see Sticks at the Hard Rock Live in Sacramento. One of those pair will be for upfront tickets to the show on February 27th. Now you're caller 18. Good morning. 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 Here's how this works. Your timer begins when I finish reading the first question, which is true-false. So you got a 50-50 shot. You get that one right, and then you got to get four more to win. Uh, you can pass any questions you want. We'll do a recap when we're done to give you your score and everyone playing along the answers. Then i got to take the first thing you say. So if you say rom-coms and then you say candy, I have to take rom-coms as your answer. Do you have any questions? No, sir. Oh, so polite. Shut up. You shut up. True or false? The gift women least want on Valentine's Day is an appliance. <laughs> True. What TV sitcom introduced celebrating Valentine's Day? Family Matters. In which U.S. city did the St. Valentine's Day massacre happen? California. <laughs> the city of California. What bird is a symbol of both peace and love? Dub. Valentine's Day is the holiday when the most flowers are sent. What second? Candy. What? <laughs> he misheard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He thought what the second thing was. He misheard. The second day. The pressure. Uh, yeah, and no reason to even try to fill in another oh, question. No. Uh, at that point. Yeah. Oh. Um, we got uh, one, two, three, four, five questions. Okay, you only need five. Right, you got to get oh. all of them right. Let's see how he does. Uh, true or false, the gift women least want on Valentine's Day is an appliance. He said that is true. I want an appliance? That's uh, second on the list. Uh, they uh, 18% of them say, do not give me an appliance. Oh, I does, don't mind. does dish rack count as an appliance? That would be more of like a home decor item, I believe, okay. which came in fourth, most unwanted. Uh, fifth most unwanted is the sports equipment. Fourth was home decor items. <laughs> a board game third. Appliances second. But the gift women do not want on Valentine's Day the most is a teddy bear. Yeah. Why? It's it just creepy. gets creepy yeah. after a certain age. For kids. That's all. What TV sitcom introduced celebrating Valentine's Day? He said family matters. It wasn't Friends. No. Oh, it was not. Wait, wait, wait. Bye, bye. Uh, Seinfeld. A day for women to celebrate their friendships with their lady friends. This this is a... Oh, a Golden Girls. Parks and Rec. Oh, what? Oh, my God, it was. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, yes. I know, I know. <laughs> In which U.S. city did the St. Valentine's Day massacre happen? He said California. He did laugh at himself. Chicago. <laughs> February 14th, 1929, the murder of seven members of Chicago's Northside gang was an attempt to eliminate Bugs Moran. See? 
he was the head of the gang, uh, the Northside Gang, and it was all uh, it was all it was all orchestrated by Al Capone. See, who was at his home in Florida. See, <laughs> what bird is the symbol of both peace and love? He said the dove. Thank God he got that one. <laughs> Valentine's Day is the holiday when the most flowers are sent. What second he said the holiday of candy. <laughs> Mother's Day. Yeah, it's gotta be Mother's Day. Mother's Day is correct. He got uh, one right. We'll try it again tomorrow. Three more chances at 7, 8, and 9. Yeah. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Welcome back to Rad Radio. As Rob likes to say, it is what it is. Ah, what are we doing here? What has happened to this show? A couple of emails, R-A-D at radradio.com. First one is from Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Says, I'd love it if you could please give my amazing hubby Rick a birthday shout out. We're both huge, yeah, on the fluffy side fans. <laughs> Fat. And while I'd love to give Rick the gift of a rad birthday shout out, I would also like the bragging rights that my letter got read. You see... Every year when my birthday rolls around, I tell Rick I just want to hear Rob wish me a happy birthday. And every year, nothing. He says he writes in, but does he really? Well, Sarah, let me know when your birthday is. We can go back into the archives, and I can find out. It may be that he writes in. It's just a terrible email, and that's why it doesn't get read. Oh, well, I have a birthday. I have a birthday. It's it's my dad's dad, so my grandpa, his name's Gary. Gary. It's his birthday, and he's 70-something. I'm not sure. And uh, Allie slipped this one in. Says, I want to wish a very special happy birthday to my marriage. Today, my marriage is old enough to drive. Yes, I married my best friend and love of my life on Valentine's Day, and we've stayed married for 16 years. We just went down to the chapel and eloped so we didn't ruin anyone's silly holiday. And also, (laughs) just like all of you, Valentine's Day and our anniversary is just another day. But I thought I'd try to get a sneaky anniversary shout-out on the air anyway. I love it. My handsome man is making me my favorite dinner tonight, and he will be getting something extra sexy for dessert. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Strudel. Truffles? Cheesecake! That's probably it. Uh, we did have a Valentine's Day quiz uh, that Kyle won. That's two in a row for Kyle. Yeah! Well done. And uh, we did it in categories this time, which were chosen by the pick a number game. And uh, Brandon chose rom-coms as a block so that neither Kyle nor Don would have them. And then Don knew almost every question in the rom-coms. Oh, my God. I could have won. Sorry, Don. Don chose candy, which means Kyle got stuck with music. And I knew nothing. He displayed his lack of knowledge about so many things in the musical world, and yet he won the quiz. But his performance elicited an email from his dad. Kyle's mother. Hi, Dad. (laughs) Kyle's father wrote an email. Oh, man. And they gotta gotta what? Tell us something quite disturbing. And at his expense, the world will all start laughing. Uh, along the way there, uh, we, there were uh, various uh, what, insults and accusations thrown around that uh, Kyle didn't have any musical knowledge, and that's uh, is that the part of, fault of his parents, or uh-huh. did his parents try to yep. introduce him? And so uh, his d- dad wrote in and said, I'm dying a little bit here. 
I will take responsibility for Kyle not being well-versed in R&B or the blues. You can't blame his mother or stepfather as they are not as complete audiophiles as I am. Nope. <laughs> Kyle is not well-versed in George Clinton, the Commodores, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Joe Jackson, and the list of artists and genres goes on and on and on. And it's my fault. Who? Because... Oh Joe Jackson sounds familiar. Oh. Is that Michael's dad? Oh oh Jesus. Oh I am obsessed with music of all genres. With all of my children, as we would drive around, I would ask them if they knew who sang whatever was playing on the radio and then tell them why they should know that artist. However, a nine-year-old Kyle is busy thinking about Digipets, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and BMX bikes. Uh, it's Gigapets. <laughs> that would be my fault. Oh, my oh, oh, no, he wrote Digipets. Oh, well, maybe he got him wrong. He just didn't remember. There was Digimon, and then there's Gigapets, and Gigapets was yeah. what I was about. All right. Good. I thought I Digimon mispronounced it. Digimon D-I-G-I-P-E-T-S. Uh, my children would regularly do as I do now to my girlfriend. Glance her way, nod, and say, oh, really? <laughs> While having no clue what she just said. We will, however, talk about such things like the difference between Huey Lewis and the Blues Brothers. This is a very important topic to cover immediately. Again, my apologies. Thank you, uh, Kyle's dad. Oh, my God. What's a Huey? Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Not what's a Huey. That's a helicopter. What's a Huey Lewis yes, was uttered by, uh, by Kyle. <sighs> Which is a perfect timing. It can bring us to our annual uh, plea oh, to stop calling it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Please. Can we just call it the Musical Artist Hall of Fame? Yeah, why don't they do that? Because they ran out of rock and roll artists, and then they just started inducting all sorts of artists. It's it's so dumb. Change think it. They would change it. I, yes, yeah. I, I, please. The ballot of 2024 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees, who will be inducted in late April, has been announced. Uh, this so these are not who's getting in; these are who's eligible to get in. I'm envisioning that family that loves rock and roll, mm. and they make this a trip. Yes. Okay. And they're like, what? Let's imagine they do that. <laughs> To be eligible for a nomination, the artist or band must have released its first commercial recording at least 25 years prior to the year of nomination. So it's like, you know, you got five years retired from the baseball to be in the Hall of Fame. This year's nominees include such rock and roll artists as Mary J. Blige. What? Mariah Carey. Uh Oh. All amazing artists, by the way. Yeah, but not rock and roll. Cher. What? Oh, Oh, sorry. Not all amazing artists. Dave Matthews Band is. Jane's Addiction. Okay. Uh-uh. Ah, Rock and Rollers, Cool in the Gang. What the holy we heck? We are family. Sinead O'Connor. Oh, oh, Who? dear God. Oh, what? No, you're joking, I right? I swear to God. No. He has to be joking. No. She was banned from performing on SNL because she tore up a picture of the Pope. Number one hit called Nothing Compares to You, written by Prince. Nope. Uh- <laughs> I, th- the reason it shocks me so much is because of Kyle's knowledge of so much with music. I just, it my, it's my fault. I just assumed he would know all of that. No. That's, I, I, I'm disappointing myself because I placed something on him that isn't there. Very pigeonholed with my uh. music, to be honest. Uh, the, only, uh, the only nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that are actually rock and rollers or anywhere close would be Foreigner, Peter Frampton. And Ozzy Osbourne, because he's in with Black Sabbath, but he's not in as a solo artist. If, oh, cool. I'm, oh. if I'm one of those artists, I'm also asking why. No, I'm not rock and roll. Do not put me in that uh, or change the name. Th- that's not even, that wasn't even my genre. What are you? Am I supposed to be happy about this? Probably, because you get all that exposure and your sales go oh, through the roof oh, okay. and your downloads. And, there is that. Yeah, and they'd probably just look at you and go, okay, well, we'll just move along then. We're not going <laughs> to... 
change the name. They should. But... So you said those were all nominees. I apologize if I missed this. I was thinking about all the music I've missed out on. Um, how many of those people are, are those artists are being picked to go in? It's it's just like baseball and football. I think, as I understand it, it's just if you get a certain percentage, it could be any number of them could oh. go in. They don't necessarily uh, cap it, but I'll, I'll double check. They'll get in in April, and I don't I don't know when they tell us which of those. Is there a big party yeah. and ceremony? Oh, yeah. and... oh yes. Oh, okay. Do they come mm-hmm. if they're alive? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm guessing Ozzy for sure is getting in there because he's going to go alongside with Kid and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the irony will be probably that Ozzy, the most rock and roll, is the one that doesn't get in. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be so sad. Yes, for sure. Did you say Mariah Carey? That one will for sure happen. <laughs> only because the name of it. That's the only reason. Yeah. She, uh, should, she should be enshrined some, somewhere, anywhere. 100%. It's just not rock and roll. Uh, speaking of, uh, of of sad, awful, embarrassing things, update on the Oakland A's, oh. who will uh, who will play in the sewer that is the Oakland Coliseum uh, this season. <laughs> God. And then they've got three years to figure out where they're going to play before they move to Las Vegas, assuming everything goes through. And the A's sat around and they thought, how can we embarrass ourselves even more in our final year in Oakland? And so they went out and they made history. NBC Sports California announced yesterday they are hiring Jenny Kavner as their new primary play-by-play announcer for the Oakland A's TV broadcast, making her the first woman to hold that position in Major League Baseball history. Why, why is that embarrassing? A woman calling sports is shrill, it, it, and she's never played the game professionally. If you call it, should you play? Y- no. Okay. No, I'm being totally sexist here. Oh, okay. No, no, no okay. play-by-play announcers played the sport they're calling that okay. I can think of offhand. Joe Buck never played football. Do you not feel she's going to be knowledgeable enough because she's a woman? No, it's just shrill. Okay, it's just like your mom or grandma yeah. or yeah. hard to, hard to that, hear on the ear. There's that bitch that does it in basketball that I can't remember her name, and it's just it's just not right. I felt kind of bad. Um, at, I don't know who the folks were, but it was one of the pre-game shows that they have for the Super Bowl, and there were three dudes and a girl. And and at this point, I wasn't watching. So it could have been done in jest or fun or whatever. You know, because facial expressions sometimes add a lot to what you're actually voicing. But she gives one of them an attaboy, basically. Oh, that's so good. And it just sounded super like your mom mm-hmm. condescending you. Like, oh, good boy, let me pat you on the head. And I was like, oh, God, no. Oh, that's terrible. And I was just like, oh, then I, you know, I felt because then I'm like, why is she there? And I felt bad about that because, you know, I, I, I guess if they can do the job, whatever. I, uh, I, I, I don't know why this is the this is my limit. I, I, I have no reaction to women giving their expertise on the talking head shows on ESPN. The they have a show called Around the Horn. They rotate women through uh, women sports reporters and and women. Um, sports anchors, and it doesn't bother me. They're knowledgeable. They're but play by play, I just don't want to hear it. I really, I just, I can't. Do we know if she sounds like a dude? <laughs> Have we heard her? Like, I mean, if she sounds like a guy, then it'd be okay. Because then oh, it wouldn't mess with you too much. Because you're like the the, the way he says shrill. Mm-hmm. That if it has a dude yeah. tone to it, it wouldn't be shrill. Because if she's like, okay, in the I, first pitch, yeah. would that matter to you? No. It's, you know that it's someone that's female. Yeah, it's it, yes, and yeah. I I don't know, I can't even think of a woman who sounds like a man. Jody Foster to the point. <laughs> I wouldn't want her calling plays. No, yeah. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That is, that is a good one, but still no. She's got that southern twang too. She, she's down home. Did this happen? Uh, Donald wrote in. Uh, brings things full circle. 
and asked, "Did Kyle just sing We Are Family to Cool in the Gang?" I thought it. I thought I was uh, getting oh, confused with I Celebration. Did, oh, I didn't even. <laughs> we Are Family sounds a lot like Celebrate Good Times. Anyways, Sister Sledge did uh, We Are Family. Okay. Yes, noticed. Rob, anybody, and Dawn, the Rob, anybody, and Dawn show. First, it was rad radio. Then it was bad radio. Now it's just awful. This is the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. Got kind of a long email here, but worth uh, worth it. It's from David. Hi, David. Says, uh, I'm uh, 42 years old, but I never contacted a radio show until last Monday when I wrote in and said, politics are a butt. <laughs> I'm from the gay area. Bay area. I moved to the Sacramento area in August of 2022 to be with my girlfriend, now wife, Sarah. And I must admit, prior to this, I had never heard of Rad Radio. My wife, however, is a long-time listener. You guys are a big part of her day and the reason her mornings aren't so miserable. So a huge thank you for that. She loves you guys and was so sad when you went off the air for a little while and then was so happy to hear you guys come back on the radio again. Sarah would constantly talk about the things she heard on Rad. She had you guys on one morning in her car, and from then on, I was hooked. I now listen all the time, like a good little maggot. <laughs> and I must say, you guys are so much better than the gay area morning garbage hey, I used to listen area. to. I wish that was high praise. Oh. oh. Sarah and I like to talk a lot about the subjects you guys bring up, and you have become a staple part of our day. I've invested ten grand into circles with an S because of you. Nice. So cheers to hoping that pays off. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah, for the introduction to Rad, and thank you, Rad, for being such a Rad part of our day. And today is Sarah's birthday. Yay, Sarah! She's 37 and would be absolutely overjoyed to hear a birthday shout-out this morning from Rad. She's incredibly selfless, intelligent, caring, supportive, and overall a beautiful human being inside and out. She had two little girls from a previous marriage who are now 12 and 10, and we've got a beautiful little six-month-old baby. Oh, Oh, my gosh! Oh, that's a lot. What a lovely family. No wonder she's miserable every morning. Stop it! Named Cora. Oh, three girls. Oh, you poor bastard. (laughs) And he stepped up. It'll be fun. We've been married for only four months, but I look forward to... Oh, six-month-old baby girl been married four months. (laughs) Hmm. Somebody's grandparents were upset. We've been married for only four months, but I look forward to the rest of our days together as we are absolutely meant to be, so please give her the shout-out she deserves. Happy, happy birthday, now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday, or we'll punch you in the face. Uh, I got this email from uh, a member of the Kyle Army. Yeah, what's up, Kyle? Says, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong. But I just got a notification. I haven't heard you talk about this or even seen any video of this. Did Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, snub Andy Reid, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, and not shake his hand post-game? That is insane. Well, like with everything in the 21st century, there's actually more context to it. The answer is they did not shake hands after the Super Bowl because they had talked about it already and agreed not to do it. Uh, the uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan and head coach uh, Andy Reid, they talked um, on Monday of Super of last week before the Super Bowl was played, and they decided not to shake hands after the game because finding someone on the field after a Super Bowl victory is Ooh. impossible. Yeah. They're usually being mobbed. There's a famous uh, clip of Andy Reid. He's literally on the ground with, I think it was Chris Jones that I forget, it was one of the, the Chiefs players. <laughs> um, and Shanahan says, quote, when we played each other last time, 2020, 
it took 25 minutes to shake his hand. Oh, that's absurd. So we both talked on Monday that regardless of who won, we wouldn't do that. I love Andy. I'm tight with Andy. So they didn't shake, but they... they and you, I don't know, and I would also feel like, yeah, with that amount of time, you're also taken away from all the celebration that's happening. And, yes. and you are missing out on the celebration and or being able to get to the locker room to mope. Right, and that's, all, like, that's all you want to do, especially the way that game ended. Mm. You just want to get off the field. Yeah. yeah, and nobody wants to go shake a hand after they lose, too. I mean... The, he said he did it because he's cool with him, and they just agree not to. But deep down, I feel like you really don't want to go shake the hand anyways. Well, I think the use of the word nobody is a little overstated. Well, yeah, it's good sportsmanship. Yeah. I think that the conclusion they came to was just based in— We have respect for each other, and yeah, this doesn't work. And... It's just very logical. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe I'm projecting just when I lose because I get angry, and I'm like, screw that person. Oh, no, nah, yeah. get the hell out uh, of here. I never would have called that. No? No. no. <laughs> um— by the way, the Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade is today. Oh, man. Although a lot of fans already had their own personal celebration by watching a whole lot of porn. What? <laughs> Pornhub released stats on how many people logged on during and after the Super Bowl. Kansas City had the biggest post-Super Bowl spike of any city in America. What a strange thing to go to after they we win. We just won, and I got to make a release. <laughs> it's just very strange. At kickoff, people in the Kansas City area were watching 30% less porn than normal. It was down 50% during overtime. But then as soon as the game ended, there was 17% more traffic than usual in that area. What, was it football porn? Because I'm sure y'all have it. They didn't right? release I the mean, category. kind, isn't there? Cheer, lots of cheerleader porn. Yeah, that's out there. Uh, reports are that the celebrity rivalry may continue 15 years later. You remember in 2009, Taylor Swift was accepting the MTV Video Music Award for the Best Female Video. And you belong with me. And that was when Kanye West interrupted and said, no, Beyonce had a better uh, video. Oh, boy. Well, Taylor Swift was, of course, at the Super Bowl over the weekend. According to former NFL star Brandon Marshall, and he did not say on his podcast how he has this information, Kanye West showed up in Vegas and bought a ticket right in front of Taylor Swift's booth and was trying to leverage her celebrity, maybe get on uh, a TV, uh, maybe take some of the, the shine away from her. According to Brandon Marshall... Taylor Swift gets pissed off, boom, boom, makes a call or two, everybody's involved, and she gets Kanye kicked out of the stadium. Whoa. Really? Again, be bigger oh, news. no That's... word on that other than Kanye's people have denied that it happened. We haven't heard from the NFL. That's some power, though, if that or happened. Or Taylor Swift. <laughs> and it also adds to the whole conspiracy. Oh, yeah. oh she's got Roger Goodell on speed dial yeah. now. Yeah, and the vengeful yeah. side of me is like, good girl. Raj! Yeah. Raj! <laughs> Um, the anti-Semite is here. Uh, we were just talking. You were just in my box. We're going to need him removed, oh, please. Oh, oh, oh. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. New Year, same crap in the stupid store. Rad stuff, bad stuff, food stuff. Get yours now at radradio.com. See, all the songs today have had the word love in the title. Love come down. Clever. It's Valentine's Day. So who sings this? It was a question. 
I think he's just trying oh. to figure it out. He's not annoyed with you. Oh, gotcha. The way he looked up oh, was I, like I'm annoyed at myself oh. because this is one of those moments where I'm like, this is like when you guys are, are taking the quiz and you know it, but you can't think uh, of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is uh, I've got my sheet here, and I'm gonna kick myself when I. I know it's in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, Evelyn Champagne King. God damn it, Rob. Yes. Whoa, would have never known that. Oh, that pisses me Even off. Even with choices. Uh, we got this email, rad at radradio.com from Michael. Hey, Michael. Always interesting how, how people's brains work, especially when, and no offense to Michael, you don't like know the industry maybe that you're looking at and you have a question and you come to a conclusion and stuff. He says, you guys have your own studio. Why do you guys still do a show so early? Why not make life easier on yourselves and start the show at like 7 a.m.? Now, that's funny because he's only delaying it by one hour. Yeah. Wow. What a break. <laughs> um, it's all based on uh, uh, that's funny. How, uh, uh, listening patterns and, and patterns of, of, of the audience. I mean, the answer is we're not about making life easier on ourselves as much as we are about winning and being successful. And at 6 a.m., there are a lot of people on the road getting awake, getting ready for work. There are people, if, for example, in the Sacramento area that are getting ready to commute down to the Bay Area. They're already on the road. Oh, um, and uh, people that get to work at 8 in most areas, they're up at 6 and, and they have kids and things like that. We don't want to miss that whole hour. We used to do the show starting at 5 live. Oh, man. And, and delaying the show to 7 Oof. would just mean that we were sleeping in, depending on which one of us we're talking about, instead of uh, me, me getting up by 2.30 at the latest, yeah. I would get up at 3.15. I mean, why? And the thing, too, Michael, is one of the benefits of this schedule is that we get we get to go to stores and things when people are at work. Yes. Hell oh, yeah. That's nice. oh. Love it. Although I do have to say, for me anyway, going uh, having, having to be 5 to 10 for a million years and then going 6 to 10 was like, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that was huge. It was. To lose an hour but, like yeah. that. I mean, and, and an hour, what's an hour? Oh, it's a lot. Well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, honestly, oh, my Lord. People can figure that out if they want to take just one moment. Think about when you wake up. Would you? How would you feel about you have to wake up an hour earlier? Uh, or the other, the, do it the other way. When, when it's 6 p.m., you're barely off work. You're barely getting done with, with work. Maybe you are still at work. Maybe you're driving home. At 6 p.m., you know, I've been up for 12 plus 4, 16 hours, and, and that's why we're winding down so early. Yeah. So do you guys feel like a kid ditching school when you leave here, like in this early afternoon <laughs> or sometimes yeah. late morning? Yeah. I, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm like, I'm ditching third period. Everybody else is out in school. And you know what? Starting at seven sounds so late. I feel like yeah. I missed my whole morning. Right. And, uh, oh. and by the way, I I would still be waking up at at two thirty three a.m. I'd be like, oh my god, I don't work for four more hours. God. <laughs> hey, if you're a welfare recipient and you're just waking up to start your busy day, good morning. Here's a recap of emails from allegedly working Americans Ooh. of what you missed on today's showgram. We played Treble Trouble with this clip. Nobody knew that was by the artist Bullet for My Valentine. Get it? Valentine's Day. And the song is called Tears Don't Fall. And we got this email from Lauren who says, OMG, I love Bullet for My Valentine. And Tears Don't Fall was my favorite song to blare as I drove around in my car when I first got my license. Thanks for bringing me back to those good times. Haha, <laughs> emo kid. We will uh, play Treble Trouble along with Master of Movies, Pressure Cooker, tomorrow morning, 7, 8, and 9 a.m. for more chances to get qualified for the Sticks tickets. Oh, see, now she's making me sad because it's Wednesday, and she that was when she just got her license. 
And one of our godsons, I always picked up on Wednesday from school, and now he's got his driver's license. And he oh. texted me, and he's like, yeah. I'm so sorry to tell you, but I'll be taking myself to school. I, I think I did. I tell y'all, like, I was bawling my eyes out last Wednesday. I'm like, this is my last mm-hmm. This is my last pickup and drop out. I feel horrible for They're him. All grown up. He has independence. He has freedom. He gets to learn. He gets to grow and mature. Ooh, maybe awful. you could go drive over there afterwards. Ooh. When he when he says he's he's driving himself, go see if his car is in the parking lot during school hours because oh, he might be ditching like God. I did. Oh, there's that. Because you have your own car, and if the teachers aren't looking, you go and you drive off wherever you want. Oh, I, I hope that's not what he's doing, but I'm not gonna spoil the poor or kid. You can uh, you can go to one of those used car places uh, where they have cars that look just like cop cars and just. <laughs> Follow him the entire time. Oh. Make him nervous. <laughs> now that's just funny. That is funny. Uh, we got this note from uh, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Uh, Match.com had their survey out uh, for, uh, for singles, and then we started talking about viral terms for, for dating. Like uh, an orbiter is somebody that just is lingering in the background, maybe waiting for your relationship to end, things like that. Dan- Daniel had a question saying, what do you call it when a girl from your past, when you were a boyfriend, girlfriend, when you were between the ages of 12 and 14, reaches out to you to say, quote, hey, it's our 50th anniversary when we started going steady and proclaims that you are the first love of her life. And then later that week, a Valentine's Day gift arrives. By the way, she's been married to the same guy for 32 years, and he's aware of and okay with all of this eek. I don't know what the term for this is. I do know the verb for it is run. Yes. Creepy. Yeah. That is, yeah. I, I, there, there's oh, way God. too much to that. Uh, it, thank God you know that run is the verb for it. <laughs> yeah. Because someone else would be like, oh, hey, I don't know. Let me try this out. Ugh. Crazy. Yeah. I No. That's I, weird. I, everything's wrong with it. And I wouldn't be like, oh, hey, let's check this out. It's like been 50 <laughs> years since I saw you. Maybe they're swingers. And- Husband well, and girl and wife want to reach out to that, high school sweethearts. Yeah. That is a weird, creepy way to yeah. introduce your lifestyle to someone else. Absolutely. That's not cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, Joey wrote in uh, because uh, we also had the survey of 18 to 24 year old men. Half of them, they don't know anything about women's anatomy. They don't. They don't understand that women. The majority of women don't get a big O from the actual act of having sex. Uh, they think the little man in the boat is inside instead of. <laughs> it's just. It was pathetic, but it's not surprising. Uh, because we just, we don't know a lot. We don't want to know what's going on down there. You don't. Ew. Bleeding from everywhere. <laughs> Some of you don't even know that smells normal. Mm, Joey Uh-oh. says, last uh. night after eating too much dinner, my 19-year-old son joked, oh, my stomach hurts. My period must be starting. Uh-oh. I responded with, I'll give you my paycheck if you tell me what period cramps are. And he said, how should I know? Exactly. That's very 19-year-old. Punk oh, kid. Oh, yeah. my God. That was if funny. You uh, watch us live on Rad TV <laughs> at members.radradio.com. During uh, the commercial breaks, we put up a question of the day. You email in your answers, and uh, we save them for the last segment of the live show. What was today's question, Brando? If you had a magic button, not the one, the little mm-hmm. man in the boat, mm-hmm. uh, on your desk to bring you whatever you wanted, what would it summon and why? Bonnie says, my magic button would summon retirement. Ooh. <laughs> Christine says, oh, this goes uh, back to the uh, the bumper music, and uh, we, we, after the very first one that we played this morning was Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love, and I said the first person that can email us what today's theme is, it's one word, I will write them a Williams Broadcasting check for zero dollars. <laughs> both Chris and Matt will be getting a check for zero dollars, uh, uninteresting reason for why they're both getting them. Christine says, I would summon a check with my button from Williams Broadcasting for exactly zero dollars. Oh, wow. Oh, that's easy. But you could get anything. <laughs> and 
and she doesn't even get money from me. Right. She just wants right. the zero dollars. Yeah, I mean, she could have taken a trip money. to Hawaii. Right. But zero dollar check. Maybe she's thinking I was going to say, I'll send you one too. Yeah. Or she wants to get that check so she can forge your signature on documents. <laughs> All possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Randy says, if I had a magic button on my desk, it would sprint to the following NFL kickoff in September. Because while there are notable sports moments in the coming months, everything is just plain poopy until kickoff for the next season of the NFL. Was that a girl? <laughs> Randall, no. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is that okay if it was a girl? Because there are an ever growing amount of female football fans. Rabid. Uh, fo- In fact, we 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 get an equal number of uh, emails on the Mixed Pick Sports Show from uh, women and men who and- are very big fans of it. <laughs> which I know you're still getting over your shock that people like the Daily Sports Show that we're going to do here in about five minutes. It's a two-part answer. Mm-hmm. Initially, I'm like. Ooh, but then of course, yes. Times have changed. Girls like it. Fine, whatever. That's what not I, fine, by the way. If you I, can't tell from her tone of divorce. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I don't understand. And they probably don't understand how I don't like all the sporty sports. There you go. <laughs> we'll try to make the sports show interesting, even though the football season's over here in a few minutes. Uh, Brian says, if I possessed a magical button, I would use it to summon my 19-year-old self and advise him against. Pursuing your own personal Karen to spell to spare myself the lingering heartbreak. Forty-two years later. Oh, oh God! Oh, mm. oh buddy. Maybe use the button for some therapy. Oh, no. <laughs> <You know? That's... laughs> Happy Valentine's Day! Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're gonna watch us or listen to us, the Mix Pick Sports Show is on the way in about five minutes <laughs> on Rad TV. Shut up at members.radradio.com on the Rad Radio app and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM 890 AM. For the rest of you, we'll be back tomorrow. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys and gang home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Go on and go home, you fat chicken. Bye, diddly eye. So long. God bless you. See ya. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye, Homer. Take care. Adios. So long. Very well. Dar. Bon voyage. Toodle-oo. Ah, so long. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Bye, everybody. Bobby. Bye-bye. Sayonara, dude. So long. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Ha-ha. <laughs> so long, Town. Goodbye. And don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven, because it hasn't. God bless the United States. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.